This podcast does contain spoilers, so if you're okay with that, listen on. If not, pause the podcast, go watch the movie we're about to talk about, and come on back. All right, sweet. Excuse me. Brian, uh, over here. Hey. Pardon me, pardon me. Why don't you have the popcorn? It's starting! Woo! <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Shut up. Shut up and listen to the podcast. Hey! There's a lot out there to see. This is what we watched. Um, Don't invite me to a a baseball podcast. (laughs) I will have nothing to offer except for this is probably probably is not a good time to tell you that this is a podcast about baseball. No. Wow. That was my attempt at a joke. Ha ha ha. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, I noticed that every time that I choose what I want to win and not what I think the Academy is going to pick, mm. I'm always wrong. Yeah. Or it's usually like, that's my second choice. So it's like, if, if I, if I lose a point, but like, I feel good about it, it's fine. But this year it's definitely, I'm trying to, I've been, you know, pretty, pretty solid with it uh, so far. Yeah. And now I'm terrified about it. And I don't know if it's because now I'm really thinking like that and, or if it's because I truly enjoyed that film. Now I'm, I'm yeah. like psyching myself out. So when I was doing my picks right before you came over, like, it's like, oh God, I don't, I don't, I'm not, uh, I, I don't feel confident in a single one of these. So, uh, it's a great way to, uh, to lead into today's episode. Uh, welcome to what we watch the podcast where we uh, watch movies, talk about them. We got a special edition. Um, it's our first returning guest, Ryan, this is your, so, so you broke our, our cherry for, uh, first guest. Mm-hmm. And now you broke it for the first returning guest. How do you nice. feel about that? Like, do you have room in the trophy case for all of these accolades you're racking up over here? I will make room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, right it's great. I love it. Uh, no, it's an honor to be here. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. So, so that's Ryan. Um, he, uh, he hosts an Oscar party every year. So I thought who better to join me on this Oscar primer to predict uh, the winners, the losers and everything in between. Uh, Ryan, thank you again so very much for, for taking the time to do this. And I'm glad you're feeling better. Thanks. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Been feeling a little off. Um, yeah, I've been a little bit sick the past week or so. So, yep. Feeling much better. Glad Good. to be here. Yeah. And always excited to talk Oscar stuff Woo! with you. So before we jump into the Oscars, have you been paying attention to, I mean, we, uh, we did our last one on the Critics' Choice or was it the Golden Globes? Now I can't remember. Golden Globes. Yeah. Golden and then Globes. we were we were predicting the Critics' Choice mm-hmm. or we were talking about them. Yep. Um, so it's been a while. So the entire season has passed. Did you Have you followed anything since the Globes? You know, I haven't uh, watched anything too carefully. Watched the Screen Actors Guild Awards. That's that's one that's always uh, a little more fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, and I like I think. that they had it on YouTube this year. And, and I guess yeah. next year's going to Netflix. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I caught that one. Haven't, haven't uh, followed any of the others too closely. So. Gotcha. Okay. Did you make any predictions for any of them the, since, since then? No. I, I decided I was just going to sit and soak it all in. Okay. Enjoy it. Um, uh, right before my husband and I were sitting on the couch watching the SAG Awards, and right before they announced the winner, we'd like yell out who we thought it was. Nice. Nice. I can't remember. A, a low-key way to, to try that's and- That's right. Very noncommittal. <laughs> yeah. I went the exact opposite, and I was paying attention- uh, almost in in real time. If I if I could have streamed the the DGA, BAFTA, and PGA, I would have as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, some of these, a lot of these took place 
two weekends in a row back to back. Yeah. And <laughs> we were actually on a cruise in the Caribbean. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, and so we were kind that. of traveling and um, out of the country for a part of that. You so. force yourself to not pay attention. That's a good yeah. way to... to uh, slack on this uh, homework that i gave I know, you but you a know, good whatever. excuse it's a it's a good excuse i don't, I don't I know guess. if it flew but <laughs> how was the trip did you enjoy it yeah yeah I've, we had I've a really never good time been on a cruise cruise oh it's fun yeah, yeah we like them a lot because okay. it's a good you don't have to like unpack and unpack but you get to travel to multiple different places and and how long do you get to stay in in each of the ports is it like just a half a day or... yeah usually just like a day or so or or a full day gotcha. yeah okay. depends where it is usually it's like you get you know, they lower the gangplank at, sure. uh, at, uh, like 8 a.m. And then you have to be back on board by 5 p.m., 4 p.m. Oh, or 5 p.m. See, that's, like that. that's too early, I think. So. I think that they should, uh, may, and maybe some do, but I feel like they should dock overnight and then, and then reboard and, uh, you yeah. know, pull it up. Cause I feel like there's just so much that in certain places, mm-hmm. like the nightlife has got to be so incredible and, and, uh, interesting as well. That yeah. Yeah, Art we're pretty boring. We don't, we don't, we don't do too much that's too exciting. But I do know that <laughs> in some of the cities that do have bigger night, like a lot of these beach towns and stuff, like you're there for the beach and the sun, and so mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. But um, the bigger cities, um, they definitely have like stop uh, stops where they are there for the nighttime. Gotcha. There All for right. a later time. So. Well, that's cool. Um, take advantage of it next time, I guess. I don't know. Since I'm not there, since you don't invite me on cruises, that's fine. Hey, you want to go on a cruise with us sometime? I would love to. Thank you so much for for thinking of me. It actually is a great uh, friend trip. Is it really? So, yeah. I never really would have considered a cruise to be like a, a friend gathering. It's I've always thought of it as either uh, you know, like a couple's getaway or as a family you know, yeah. uh, trip. Yeah, it's actually pretty great because you, you can do your own thing or do group stuff as much as you want. Yeah. So kind of choose your own adventure. So, okay. Yeah. Cool. It's pretty fun. Um, nice, nice. Um, so, yeah, all right. So you didn't, you weren't really paying attention, so we can kind of skip over that because um, I was going to ramble on about how well I've been doing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry to ruin that. Yeah. I really just haven't a, just paid a little too bit. much just a attention bit. to the award shows um, this year. I was, I was going to touch on how how much i've seen and how how well my picks have done and well you and can now, still do that i mean yeah but it's just like talking numbers at you and it's just gonna be a blank stay i i know it i know it in your core but i will brag about the um dga uh i got two out of the three film categories um my first choice nice um and the sag was uh four out of the six were my top choice and the wga were three out of four so, oh wow! Yeah, so I've I feel like I've been doing really good, at least in the in uh, the 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 top echelon of of what this is, mm-hmm. uh, of what we were doing here. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's because like it's become predictable, or if it's I'm actually just like tuned into what the the voting bodies are interested in in, in awarding. Yeah, probably more the latter. I, I mean, so. I feel like you've been following <laughs> stuff close enough where, yeah. um, yeah, you know what's going on. You know the narratives. You know. And and when you start to look at who makes up like the voting membership of these different entities, mm-hmm. then you realize like, oh, this is this is kind of what these people are valuing, and this is what they're looking for. This yeah. is kind of, you know, the writer's favorites and yeah. like, that sort of <laughs> yep. thing. Yep, so. exactly. And I feel like I've been pretty good at that in the past, but those are really based on just kind of what I assume I know, mm-hmm. and now I feel 
more confident in what I assume I know, but yeah. I guess we'll find out on well, Sunday. Well, just wait for the Oscars to <laughs> totally wreck that. Yes, I can't wait. Everything is going to be, I'm going to be in shambles. I might have to take Monday off and just hold myself. Um, so let's, uh, so I have a, a question for you. How do you, how do you feel about awards in general for, for art or for movies? Because I feel like there's a lot of controversy about uh, a, a lot of like the the general public may think, oh, you know, it's just Hollywood giving itself an award and it really doesn't matter. And it's just, uh, you know, these multimillionaires, blah, 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 blah. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to want to talk about the, the merits of these, the, the award season as a whole and not necessarily just the Oscars. But um, I, I wondering if you had, had any thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I think it really how you answer let me say it this way. There are multiple ways to answer this question. And I think your answers vary depending on who you're talking about and who you're, you think this is for okay. and who you say it's for. Like if you're talking about like the American audience, like you would say they get something out of these, a certain thing and how valuable that actually is, you know, depends on who it is watching um, for um, people in the filmmaking industry. There's other meanings. So like an actor who is an Oscar award winning actor, mm-hmm. they are offered more roles, better roles. They have more opportunities because they have that Oscar award winner in front of their name. Right. Right. Um, and, you know, you carry a certain weight to it. Exactly. And you hear, you know, you hear actors talking about that and mentioning that and how that, you know, expands their opportunities um, um, moving forward. And I, I think that, that's the same for, you know, whether you're an actor, you're a director, you, you know, you're a craft craftsperson on yeah. a film. Yeah. Um, and so I think it carries a lot of weight, certainly within the industry. I think it matters a lot to industry professionals. I, I would agree. Absolutely. Is, is it's really, I mean, you know, the Academy makes up such a large voting body of not just actors and not just press, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's like you said, it's, it's the, the camera guys, it's the grips, it's the, Maybe not, maybe not so many as we'd like, um, but I think it's it also is a chance for them to see their work um, be valued and be highlighted, and gives it a little bit more meaning than oh, I'm you know we're here making a movie. Yeah, and I would say yeah, I totally agree with that, and I, I think for like the audience who who's watching these shows, um, the ones that are televised at least. Um, that you know there are people like you and me mm-hmm. who love this stuff. Mm-hmm. We eat it up. Like we'll we'll watch it. You know, no matter how long it is, <laughs> and we want it to be twice looking as long. At you, actually, looking at you, PGA. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, and you know, then there are the casual viewers sure. that you know just want to see the celebrities and the main stars, and they want to see some cool performances or you know whatnot. Um, there's you know they they're just looking at it from the entertainment aspect, and so they get what they get out of it. So yeah. I think it really just depends on the audience who you're talking about. Um, and yeah, I mean. Yeah, we know that, you know, actors love to be seen. They love to be heard. Um, That's why they're actors. Um, They love getting awards. Um, Shocking. And and, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. That's great. It feels great. And I I don't blame them for that. And so. Well, and I think uh, that also it's um, the the misconception that actors are are paid so much money and that, you know, they're just, again, giving themselves statues for, you know, passing statues back and forth when. Actors are you know, the best of the best put in so much work and so much, not just dedication and, and time, but themselves into it. I mean, we, we look at um, Heath Ledger, right? He mm-hmm. put him his entire psyche into that 
you know, second to last character. Uh, we, yeah. we look at um, uh, Dana Day-Lewis, who changes, uh, or, or, or Christian Bale, who changes his, his shape uh, of his body to fit whatever role it is. I mean, and yeah. so I, I feel like that also gets missed by the general populace when, when especially when talking about awards and um, something that, I don't know, people kind of just make fun of and, and brush aside mm-hmm. like, oh, it really doesn't matter. And I get that for the the stars, right? The celebrities who are always in the limelight. But what what I think these do, um, and especially with like the BAFTAs, right? The Brit- British Awards, and with um, even even the DGA and the PGA, like well, you see a lot more of the smaller films. You see a lot more of the independents and a lot more of the the you know artists who don't really get a chance um, to raise their hand and say, "Hey, not only am I here, but I think I've got something that's really." beyond enjoyable but it's something something really special and so i love that that these highlight them they may not win they may not be the the, the number one um which is you know the the where i uh, i see the controversy on the other side of it is um okay you're giving a chance to uh be at the presentation but you're not really honoring um it's kind of the same thing with with women directors or women writers or right women in film of you know, we have this year in the Oscars, we don't have a woman director nominated for best director. Um, and while the previous years may have put that there, are they just there because they need to fill a quota or are they there because their peers value the work that they do? And so I think yeah. that there's a lot of ground still to cover. Um, but I think that overall, I think that these these awards have like you kind of like you said, pro, uh, pros and cons and also um, values to different people. So. Yeah, and I, I love your point about just increasing visibility for films and filmmakers um, that might not get that otherwise. Yeah. I, I think that's great, and I, I think that is a really great uh, value that these award shows bring. Um, and also, I, I'm wondering about just the the element of competition okay. and their just the desire to win these awards, mm-hmm. how that impacts, you know, what projects filmmakers take on or yeah. actors take on yeah. or that's a good, that's um, a really good point. Just wondering how much value that actually, and I don't, I'm just posing this. I don't know the actual answer to it, but I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming there's gotta be some sort of value that, you know, the competition aspect brings that we all benefit as yeah. lovers of film. Um, I would have to agree with you. I mean, I've been listening to Austin Butler talk about, about Elvis for, how many months now and does he still have the accent he doesn't have his it as much but yeah his his uh tenor has has dropped significantly it's so funny. Uh, it's ridiculous he, and i don't know if he's ever gonna uh, be able to pull himself fully out of that role i mean uh, how long he spent preparing for that is uh i mean again that we're, we're talking someone who took at least a year and a half of his own life not even shooting just to prepare for this role so um, to see him awarded for that, or, or at least rewarded for that hard work is fantastic. But, um, but Butler was saying that, you know, he, he, he got his break, uh, doing, doing Disney stuff and TV shows, and then a couple minor parts here and there. And once he started, and w- once he got, um, hired to work with uh, Tarantino on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um, he's like, this is the game changer. This is it. This is kind of what I'm looking for. And, seeing that other side of it's not just a paycheck it's not just for entertainment it, there's something more to this and that's what i want to do and that's why he went after you know the the projects that that he was trying to and then you know eventually getting elvis and, and moving forward um he he's mentioned that exactly to your point of now i can choose better work now i can choose more serious roles mm-hmm. now now these things are being offered and 
then we as an audience get rewarded with these phenomenal performances by people who really want, and I don't think it's just because they want an award or recognition. Yes, that's nice, of course, and I'm sure that they, you know, will uh, humbly accept. Um, but it's also, it, it it's cool to see somebody who's hungry for it actually get a chance to do something that they're excited to do. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a really good point you made. Um, and, and speaking of speaking of the audience hosting an Oscar party, this is the eighth year, I think, right? Uh, that sounds right. Se- seventh yeah. or eighth is uh, yeah. around that. Around um, that. And I've just I, I, I'm wondering if you can touch on any observations you've made from from the crowd that have gathered uh, from various sizes from what, what was the lowest, like six people showed up one year to I think we yeah. had close to 30. Oh, 35. gosh. Yeah, that was way Insane. too many people to have in a two bedroom apartment. <laughs> um, yeah, that uh, was nuts. Yes, I yeah. I mean, it was a great party. Don't get me wrong. I had I that was by far one of the best party parties I've ever been at uh, for trying to watch a, <laughs> an award show. Yeah, there's definitely wrangle. a balance there. Too many people can cause too many disruptions. Yeah. And I do like to actually watch the show. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So trying not to have that big of a group. Um, well, and, and it's and not necessarily just the group size, but like, um, you know, because you, you know, genuinely want to watch and, and are excited by uh, the winners and the losers and the whole, right, the spectacle of it. But mm-hmm. um, not everybody does. And I just didn't know if yeah. you had any well, observations on, on, uh, this going on for so long and, and repeat attendees who maybe have started to enjoy the ceremony as well as the, mm-hmm. the, the films being presented. I, I do think that the more people are exposed to it and like how it works and just all the different films and stuff, I think people appreciate it more. Mm-hmm. I think some people don't watch movies as much as others and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, yes, it is. You know, Shame we, can't, on you all. we can't all be amazing. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, it's really funny because there are definitely people who come to the party who don't like love movies or haven't watched like anything really, mm-hmm. any of the mm-hmm. nominees. Um, I think I think we're thinking and, the same person, probably. <laughs> and so there are things I've learned, like the bingo cards are a huge hit because what that does is give people who don't know anything about any of the movies something to focus on, something yeah. to kind of root for. Like, oh, I hope this person does this because yeah. it's on my bingo card. <laughs> and it gets people interested and invested. So just having these tools or these other like activities, mm-hmm. um, I-, I feel like have been a very good like inclusion into the event. I totally forgot you did the bingo just, cards. Yeah, I love oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, I think things okay. like that yeah. just to get people because, you know, not everybody is going to come to it, you know, with the same love of movies and the same interest. And so to have these other things that are kind of t- make it fun, make it a game yeah, throughout it, the ceremony. Exactly. Like, and and not take it quite so seriously or as a competition or, yeah. um, I mean, you know, your point with the bingo cards is it, 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 it helps to keep everybody engaged the entire way through, because as you said, it could, it can uh, stretch into the uh, wee hours of, uh, all right, this is getting a little bit, a little bit lengthy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's been so cool, at least from uh, from coming to the parties and not hosting is seeing um, everyone just enjoy themselves and everyone uh, who comes genuinely seems like like they uh, w- not just want to be there, but they look forward to it. Um, and so I just want to thank you again, you and, and your husband, uh, Josh, for for hosting every year. It's something I, I look forward to every single year. Oh, so good. That makes um, my heart happy. Yep. Good. Good. We're, good. We're happy to do it. Yay happiness um so speaking of happiness uh we obviously want everyone to enjoy um everything that they watch including award shows including the oscar ceremony so ryan i'm wondering if we could talk for a bit 
um, about your thoughts on, I, I've stumbled across a, a couple of um, articles, and this comes up every year, um, about does the Oscars, does the ceremony itself need any kind of adjustment? Do we need to fix it? Is it, um, well, let's just, I, let's start there. Do you think just on the <laughs> what surface? What a loaded question. Um, the, yeah. <laughs> Did, people are asking this every year. Every it comes year. up and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, somebody else is like producing the show, the award ceremony. And so it's, there's a chance it's going to be better. And then it's like always the same problems every year. Every year. It, that's what it feels like. That's <laughs> yeah, what it feels like. Right. Exactly. And like, are we going to have a host? Is it better to not have a host? Uh, when, sh- who should all be performing? Like, yeah, all this sort of yeah. stuff. The um, nightmare that is putting on any kind of production. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different answers and like, I've read a couple of the articles that you mentioned. Um, so I've seen a couple stuff here and there. There's mm-hmm. probably a lot of stuff I've missed, but, um, cause everybody has an opinion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I do think that, you know, different and we've kind of alluded to this different people come to this award show the oscars being the biggest of them all of Mm -hmm, course mm -hmm. um for different reasons and if you can kind of to kind of suss out those different reasons it can help create a a better idea of what the answer might be and so you know some of the authors of these different articles have mentioned you know there's the casual viewer who just wants to see you know the pop stars and there's like the diehard movie fans who want to for all of the categories to be part of the live show they want everyone to have you know enough time to give great speeches they don't want anybody to be cut out of the televised you know ceremony and right um all of that stuff and so yeah i mean i think it's just a hard question to answer because different people have different priorities yeah Um, well and i think everyone has their own expectation or anticipation um whether you're participating or or watching it on any level um, I think that that also and, and just the the type of people who come to the show every year or, or who are honored at the show every year um, also kind of changes, you know, well, obviously, who's going to be in attendance. And so that kind of changes the narrative about things. Yeah. And one of like one of the things that doesn't help a lot of the time is often the decision makers, the big mm-hmm. decision makers mm-hmm. are the ones who are making money off of this. And so they just want as many people tuning in as possible. Right. right. and. A lot of the hardcore fans who tune in every year are not happy about some of those decisions. So that's where you see a lot of the conflict. Sure, sure. Um, so in, in, in your mind, do you, what's not, what's, what, what are the, some of the biggest things that aren't working as a whole every year in and year out? Oh, gosh. If, or even just one. Like if you could, if you could, if you could change one thing or if, if there's a gripe that you have with just even one aspect of the show. I think a host making fun of the very movies and the very people that that show is supposed to be acknowledging and rewarding is a huge fail. Is it? Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I think that's one of the biggest errors. Really? Interesting. Because yep. um, I, that's sometimes it's one of one of my favorite parts of it. <laughs> it's definitely entertaining. It's, in, it's very entertaining. Absolutely. And some, a lot of people love that, uh, but I, I think that goes against the purpose and the spirit of the awards but ceremony. I, okay. Yeah. And because uh, I think what they're trying to do um, is, you know, make, make everyone feel like we're not going to take this seriously, right? We're not going to take this so seriously. So everyone calm down, you know, relax. It's not going to be, it doesn't need to be a big deal. And yet for, like you said, some people, it really, it, it is maybe their only chance at, uh, at, at a recognition or, or at, um, you know, the spotlight to be shown on them or, to highlight the work that they've done. And so to cheapen that, 
I can I, I see where you're coming from with that. And I really hadn't thought about it that way. Um, mm. So thank you for that. What what would you do differently? Just take it out entirely or. Because that takes out like that. I mean, well, I mean, that does save like 20 minutes at at the front. So, yeah, I mean, it's there are two different questions. Like what would make the show better, like in the bigger picture or what would I personally like? Like what would make the show better for me? Sounds like you have an opinion on both. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know is the answer. Is the (laughs) real answer. Uh, For me, I mean, I would love whether you have one host or a series of hosts or just a bunch of different presenters, you know, they've done it a bunch of different ways, but, um, you know, have people who are passionate about the films who can get excited, who can get others excited and talk to the, the elements of filmmaking that we love yeah, and that, that get us excited and, you know, make us want to follow all of, all of the craziness and the award season and, and all of that and, and want to watch these films. Um, do you think that there's a, a better way to do that now than um, what has been done in the past and what's currently going on with the streaming, you know, everything moving to streaming and, and, and things being a little bit more available to watch? Do you think that there is a way to kind of incite that excitement in the general population and not just among the, the filmmaking community? Uh, the I general know, hard, population, hard that's, that would be difficult, I think, because, again, there is going to be a smaller group of hardcore film lovers that will just always exist and there will be the general public who just doesn't care as much. And so I think to have like, to answer the other side of the question, to have a successful award show, you kind of, you need to find a way to cater to both audiences somehow. Right. Um, And you know, some of the articles and maybe I'll let you explain that a little bit more if you want to get into that or not. But, you know, there are some people writing about some ideas that I think have merit to them and mm-hmm. could work as far as dividing up, you know, word shows into different sections, you know, depending on, you know, kind of what section is for what person, what they care about and yeah. making it making it easier for people to know what to expect and when to tune in. Yeah. Uh, makes yeah. a lot of sense. But, but yeah, I. OK. OK. I don't um, know. And yeah, I'd love to touch on that because, um, like you said, I, I think that it, at the very least, it's it's it, interesting ideas and and i think that change can be fun uh i'm not personally a fan of any award show cutting anybody's award presentation out um i feel like that's just one of the biggest seems wrong seems wrong like okay yeah you don't matter as much as everybody else that's just and i get it for time i do i understand it but come on guys really yeah if anything they should be adding more categories <laughs> in my mind. I, I yeah, let's uh let's let's get as many. So like what 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 would you add? Um stunt teams. Okay. Um uh what's another one? Which I didn't see casting, actually maybe. Okay. Um because mm. casting I believe is is at the BAFTAs, right? And possibly um, casting gets so difficult though i'm not sure how they would actually well because allison jones would just win it every year it would just be the hour like at yearly like here's your net here's your next award and nah, move yeah, on, moving and depending on. on the project like the casting director has so much to do with the cast and mm-hmm. other projects not as much true true um, but you know again that that's a chance to highlight a, a part of the of the process that maybe is uh, severe that uh, maybe is severely undervalued and that most people probably don't even realize is a major factor in these things like yeah. yes there are parts that are written for certain like uh actors like uh todd field wrote tar for Kate Blanchett, right but that's one out of 
what was it, 14,000 some things that came out last year. So it, they're few and far between. And yet I feel like that's the, the misconception is everything is written for these stars or these stars have all the power and all the play and, you know, they get to do whatever they want. And that really isn't always the case. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it. it I don't know if there's if there is a, a fix because um, the Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, Quantumania writer, uh, screenwriter Jeff Loveness, um, he actually was a writer on the 2017 um, Oscars telecast. Oh, and I had no idea. Yeah, I that was something I I found really interesting that uh, <laughs> I did, honestly didn't even know that there were writers for those telecasts. <laughs> of course there are, right? But I guess again I didn't ever really think of it or. Um, these people rarely come into the limelight. And so he was asked um, in an interview for uh, Quantumania, he was asked uh, as an aside, what would you, you know, what would you do to increase viewership or, or is there anything that can be done? And his, his top answer. And it's, it's one of my favorite answers is who gives a shit? Who cares how many people watch a four hour award show? Like, right. Like it's, it don't cut. And, and he goes into uh, uh what what I was touching on is you know don't don't cut off the the sound designers uh who who worked for the for two years on you know don't don't cut off their time to shine and their time to be awarded for their hard work um and instead you know maybe the academy needs to lean the other way instead of cutting the cutting it down we should you know be showcasing it we should you know kind of make it maybe not make it longer necessarily but uh shine the light on everybody else right we should shine the light on the the people the cinematographers the costume designers what they're wearing who brought right what family member and and not focus so much on the celebrities in in loveness's um uh, words because we see celebrities every single day right mm-hmm. and like I, I was mentioning i've been listening to austin butler talk for months about it i don't think i could learn anything else about him even if i wanted to so it's yeah. like that i think is is a great way right to maybe change it for the craftspeople who are, are tuning in and and really because that's really i think what what these shows are for right and 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 that's who they're for more than everybody else um but i i you know never see the the people it, it's kind of like in sports like you wouldn't you wouldn't have the quarterback you wouldn't have tom brady taking a seat so you know the kicker can get uh you know a couple extra seconds to prepare that kind of yeah. thing and that's kind of what i liken it to a little bit is the stars are there for a reason to bring attention, but then let's use that platform to raise and elevate everybody else around surrounding them. So, yeah, no, yeah, I like that. And I, th- I think it is true that a lot of the times, especially with, with this topic, you know, trying to please too many different audiences, like, and you're never going to have a great product. Um, I, agree. I agree. So, but again, it all goes back to the decision makers and the money making yep. aspect yep. is, is the, the wrench and all of that. Um, so, yeah. So, so one way to do that, I think is, uh, the, the article you were talking about, um, or, or touching on is, uh, I think this is a really interesting idea is to split the show into two halves, the first half and the second half. And in the middle, we have a halftime show and it's kind of like the Super Bowl halftime show. Um, maybe, you know, some years it's not just one performer, of course, but, um, where all of the nominees get to perform their songs and, and this is done live at like the Hollywood bowl or somewhere off, uh, off-site so it can be done and and a separate crowd can can go there to enjoy just the music aspect of it right and 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 be a part of that but then the, they can also take that time to put the in in memoriam um in for those who really you know maybe don't care about that shame on you of course um but or you know take put put that in the middle 
and then the first half be hosted by um the the craftspeople right the the more uh excuse me the less well-known um presenters or or actors or people in the industry and you have the craft categories so you have like cinematography and costume design um makeup and hairstyle like all of this stuff where in the beginning everyone's you know the 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 vast majority may not be able to tune in at a four at four o'clock or five o'clock right or or um or trying to have dinner or whatever it is and so they may not care right the general audience to to tune in to that um and then as the second half do the do the big ones right the the major acting awards and the major uh director in the picture um and i think that that's a really interesting way to do that but the most interesting part about that is is um this this idea of having like a ticker like a countdown of all right next up is going to be the um the production design right and then after that we're going to have sound design and then after that it's right and so we we, uh, we have a category list of what's coming and and what to anticipate and maybe that would like you said help encourage people to tune into what they want to tune into and not just you know wait for the whole thing to right cuz yeah i think i think one of the points in that article was that it was always uh, such a mystery of what was going to happen when that people yeah. just wouldn't tune in like it's like well i don't care enough to sit through an hour of things i don't care about to watch the one thing i want to care about so right. if we let people know when it's going to happen uh they'll be more likely to tune in for what they want to see yeah. and so when you have like the first half all of the the diehard you know cinema fans you know can tune into that mm-hmm. and all of the more casual watchers who want to see the big awards and the big celebrities know to just tune in for the second half and they right. won't be disappointed by having to sit through all the stuff they don't want to see exactly exactly yeah. and and then that uh gives other people that chance to take the stage and and you know and and allow them to not just have have the moment but then it it still lets them kind of feel you know as as big as everything else I, i'm not sure but yeah, yeah so and yeah i think it's uh, i think it's a fascinating fascinating idea i think it's probably one of the better ideas i've heard that yeah. might actually work in my opinion at least and so i know it's gotten a lot of traction on twitter and you know it's been spread pretty pretty far and wide from what i've seen so i'm wondering if anyone who is capable of changing things or making these decisions mm-hmm. is yeah. giving it any any thought or any weight uh, right. as far as an actual option so well and, and because change isn't bad right change is necessary and good it's just when that change involves um cutting people out of the show i think that that was where the backlash is and so i'm afraid that because there is any kind of backlash with you know some kind of change that they're going to look at this and go we can't change anything like oh my god we changed it and and everyone freaked out well that's because you you chose the wrong way to change it yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so no, I agree. I agree. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like you said, I, I think it'd be interesting as well. And hopefully, I don't know, probably not this year, but hopefully uh, at some point we can look for something different than what we've seen. Um, so let's uh, let's get into some predictions. Um, Ryan, do you know how many of the uh, nominees there are in general? Oh, how many nominees? Mm-hmm. How many different nominees there are of no this? i have no idea oh my god so you do you know how many because my, my question was do you know how many you've watched um no but i oh. could not not a hundred percent are you do you feel like you're in the ballpark so um there are 54 including all of the shorts um 54 nominees different nominees there's 39 features and then and then 15 shorts 
I'm probably around 35. Okay. All right. That's actually pretty good. Did you get a chance Maybe. to see the shorts this year? I uh, not really. I may maybe have seen a couple. Yeah, because someone was on a cruise. I know. Mm. Well, the good news is, um, you still have a chance because most of those, uh, most of the shorts are online somewhere. Whether they yeah. are in um, our website, whether they're on YouTube or whether they're they're on uh, one of the streamers, Disney Plus, Netflix, they have several. Apple has one. Uh, they're they're around. They're available because in years prior, it's been next to impossible to yeah. find them and watch them unless you went to one of these presentations where they showed all mm-hmm. five at, at once. Um, yeah. And I recommend not trying to do that in one day. I did that one year and I was dead the next day, emotionally yeah, and physically. Because they call them shorts, but some of them are like 45, 50 minutes. No, most of the uh, short is 45 or under. So oh, none 45 of them are and under. 50. But I see. I, yes, uh, you're, well, to I'm your cl- point. Close. <laughs> 45 to 40. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This year, thankfully... Uh, none of them were, were more than 40, 40 minutes. So this year was a much quicker short presentation, but yeah, years prior were exhausting to say the least. Um, yeah, it's still a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, I will be proud to say that, uh, as of the time of, of we're recording, I have not finished everything, but as, as of Sunday, I will 100% see and read 100% of the nominees. Oh my god! The gosh. first time ever. I don't think I've ever done that. Yeah, I I feel pretty accomplished. Um, I'm giving myself applause. Uh, I don't care what you think. You can judge me all you want. It's it's a feat and suck it. Now, do you count (laughs) like watching the movies where they have like a song nominated? I'm so glad you asked that because I was going to ask you the same thing. Yes, I do count that as well. There's always this movie. Uh There's always (laughs) one or two that... uh, at the very least in years prior, I've listened to the song, right? Found it and listened to it and, and voted on that. But um, I think that does a disservice to the, the songwriter and, and then why it's nominated for hopefully, sorry, why I think it should be nominated for, for best original song is where it fits in, in the film, right? When it yeah. comes up and, and does it fit the theme and is it, you know, kind of like uh, Skyfall when, when it won, like mm-hmm. I think it won that, that year it was there. Uh, it was, it was perfect. It was, it was an anthem and it was, it was a medley and they were able to use it in multiple parts of the film. Uh, or is it just kind of stuck at the very end and, you know, maybe plays over the credit. Yeah. So I think that it's important. That's a great point. And I totally agree. And I commend you well, on thank you. watching thank you. so many, it's, uh, so many different things. <laughs> That's, that is a feat. It, it really honestly is. Um, and there so I, are a lot of Academy members uh, that do not do that. So. Which is a problem. <laughs> I, I think that's, I think that if you were to ask me is one of the biggest uh, changes that, that I would like to see made is some kind of minimum. You have to have seen this many to vote on something. I don't know if you ever look at like any of the anonymous ballots and stuff, but sometimes, but they not often. often more often than like, I'm kind of surprised by how often, but they will have abstain on some of the, the answers. And so they can't abstain mm-hmm. from voting. And sure. so I think a lot of the members when they haven't seen some, obviously I can't speak for all of them. But <laughs> I think a lot of them, if they haven't seen the nominees um, or they don't, feel like they have enough knowledge to vote in that and don't yep. want to influence it one way or another just arbitrarily um they can abstain well that's cool so and good for them um do but, you know i i'm, I'm curious because i didn't have time to look this up but do you know is there um any kind of tracking with how much of the academy votes because i think last year was the highest turnout it had ever been and it was like 
I believe it was around like 96% of the Academy oh, voted. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. That would be really interesting. Right? I'd really like to know that. Yeah. I'm sure the Academy has, I'm, sh- I'm sure they track it, mm-hmm. um, how they, how much they actually share. I'm not sure. Yeah. Or exactly um, what's made public or what's known. But, exactly. Um, uh, but yeah, that would be fascinating. If right? you ever find that out or if you see those numbers somewhere, let me know. I will. And likewise, if you stumble across those as well. Um, but yeah, so, uh, and speaking of reading, because you were shocked that I read them uh, for the uh, for the Globes. Yes, I enjoy them. I'm, I'm a writer at heart. I'm a writer. So and, you I have a writer's mind. the screenplays for all these different films. I do. I do. And the wow. only one that, and, and the reason why. Still blows of, my mind. <laughs> the, the reason why I haven't finished it yet is because I just found out last night that finally I have been looking since the nominations were announced. I've been looking for Top Gun Maverick everywhere i could i could look oh i'm not gonna read hard to find it was impossible i'm not gonna read a fucking transcript okay uh paramount finally put it up online for for people to read so (sighs) her brain to read i'm about goddamn right they better i'm not convinced that people read them (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure a lot more people do i know a lot of people love reading i'm in a very small minority and i am very okay with that i love it i do i enjoy the hell out of because uh, and 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 you asked me last uh, last time we got we we did one of these. Um, no, I generally don't read them beforehand. I like to see what is different about what's been filmed versus what's on on the page. And oh, I remember what I was going to say. What um what what I it's it's very difficult to know exactly which version of the script it is. If it's more of a transcript or if it's more of right what was shooting. And then of course there are so many uh, pieces that interchange between you know, first draft and then the finished product. Um, the most interesting one, and I won't say best necessarily, but the most interesting one was an early draft of everything everywhere all at once was, was released on the interwebs. And that was a two, uh, 2017 draft that had Jackie Chan in it that had like, Oh yeah. Very, very little of the themes. But then when, when they released the shooting script, huge difference. I mean, really? night and day difference. And yet there are, uh, lines and there are, are like verbatim ripped out of the original script and put in place in in the new one and maybe just change the character but like the exact same it's just insane so that's that's an amazing one to see how it right morphed in, into something else mm-hmm. um like the the fablemans is a very textbook like one um banshees is very um very visceral on the page right these are all just it it's so interesting to see and read and and know how uh, different elements come into play, and so uh, I, I get a, a huge kick out of it every single year, every year. Yeah, that's fun. Um, yeah, so fun. All right, do you think you're you think you're ready? You sure. Wanna, you want to give it a shot? Let's um, do it. And and if you lie to me, I will know. I will know. There will be record of this, so I will be calling you out at some point. Okay. <laughs> I will give you my honest answers as they are okay. today. Okay. Oh, oh, all right. All right, I see what you're doing. <laughs> For the podcast purposes, this is locked in stone and nothing can change. That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right, Ryan, let's let's take it down the line. Um, I think that instead of going uh, the way that I've been scoring my my previous awards and then the way that we you do it at the at the Oscar party that that we uh, you host, um, instead of doing five, four, three, two, one, I'd like just mostly for time purposes, I'd like to just do um, your 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 number one pick and then your, uh, an alternate pick. Um, if there's one, another one that's close, that's totally fine. 
Um, but let's uh, let's jump into the 95th annual Oscars uh, Oscar predictions. I forgot where I was in that. <laughs> <laughs> nice, love it. Let's I've been do talking it. a little too long. All right, let's do it. Um, all right, so let's let's start from the bottom up. Sound design, best sound design. Um, all quiet on the Western Front. Avatar: The Way of Water. Mm-hmm. The Batman. Elvis in Top Gun Maverick. Yep. Um, yep. I know in, in most years, if there's a war film, it almost always goes to the war film. So, um, yeah, I mean, there is some historical context around this category being very closely aligned with editing. So I think who you're thinking yeah. for editing that, I mean, that needs to be taken into account here and whether those are going to align or not. Um, I think it's something like the past 10 years they have, aligned have they really yeah it's something crazy like that wow um don't because i feel loosely like quote me <laughs> um uh, like i said everything is set in stone yeah so uh the one um yeah so war movies obviously are always considered more front runners yeah for in this category yeah um and sound design is not the music that i just want to make that uh clear is sound design is gunshots and it's the footsteps and it's the foley right the the for those who don't know foley is everything yeah, else you the hear. sound effects mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so yeah so i don't know do you do you uh have you already made your predictions or are you doing them right now like on the spot i generally know but on the spot i mean um, i don't have anything written down okay so all right. well um i have in my head generally you what get I, an f for preparation uh that's pretty typical <laughs> i feel like I i'm just, back in college <laughs> <laughs> i'm so glad you're here that's it i'm just Glad I get to talk to somebody else about this. Um, all right, so my my uh, number one pick is going to be All Quiet on, on the Western Front. Um, I would not be surprised to see it go to Top Gun Maverick. Those are my that's my alt. Um, I think the others are pretty close together, and I'd be shocked to see anybody else win. Well, now I wish I had it written down so I could just show you that those are my exact two as well. <laughs> um, and I'm not making that up in cool. the moment. But cool. yeah, All Quiet on the Western Front would be my number one, and Top Gun Maverick my number two. Yep. Yep. Um, okay, sure. so out of curiosity, then uh, let 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 me break the rule I just set. Out of curiosity, what's your what would be your your number three? Um, probably between those three: Avatar, the Batman, Elvis. Probably, I'd say the Batman. Oh, okay, all right. That yeah. was my that was my le- uh, last choice. So really, okay, um, cool. Um, yeah, and it's so funny because you can, like I said, tying it to editing, like. Well, I might be getting ahead of myself, but like <laughs> my top two for editing are not my two top two for sound. So depending on how editing goes, will greatly influence my sound. Interesting. Like what I right. decide for editing yeah. will decide my sound. But okay, all right. Yeah. Um, so then let's stick with with a form of sound. Let's mm-hmm. go uh, original score. Okay, we've got All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, The Banshees of Inisherin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and The Fablemans. Okay, yeah, this is, I think this one's a little harder in my mind. I mean, we have somebody like John Williams for the Fablemans, Mm -hmm. who he is an icon. He's a juggernaut. He is like every big word you can use to describe (laughs) somebody who is like the master of their field. Like, he is that. Yeah, Um, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. And so just to, you know, and also if he were to win, he would be the oldest 
competitive Oscar winner in history. Really? And so that's another thing. Like really? that would be really cool to have John Williams, you know, have that designation. Yeah, that is really um, cool. Um, I don't know if you know, let me throw another fact at you. Uh, John Williams is the second most nominated person in history. Oh. Do you know who the most nominated person in history I'm is? I guess Walt Disney. It is Walt Disney. <laughs> Do you know what the difference is? What the, what the uh, nomination difference is? I have no idea. No. I think Walt's something like 50-something, though. You are correct. Do you want to take a guess? 53. Ooh, no, but close. 59 for, oh, for Disney. Pretty far This, off. This, now I'm second-guessing my, myself. Um, this is John Williams' 54th nomination. I love us throwing trivia facts back and forth at each other. Yes. yes. Uh, that's amazing. Right? Um, it's so cool. Yeah, so, so yeah, and this is... <laughs> So, so yeah, I mean, so that's, that's John Williams. Mm-hmm. Like, can't mm-hmm. ever count him out. I think there's a narrative there that'd be really fun for him to win. Justin Hurwitz, like, he obviously has a record of winning Oscars. Like, he... He's an and, Oscar darling, if yeah, you will. Yeah, and, <laughs> and that, that score for that movie was great. That was a huge part of the movie, I think. Um, and then there's uh, Volker Bertelman. Uh, correct me if I'm mispronouncing that. I hope um, not. I hope I, I hope I don't have to be the one to correct you, because I think... <laughs> Um, that's probably my number one for all quiet on the western front um just that the score was just a driving force of that film is just constant like like whatever like that yeah Yeah. maybe maybe instead of my uh awfulness maybe maybe mac can throw that in there for us (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um so that just ah it was so great so powerful and just all the the technical nominations that that film has makes me think that it has a lot of support across the academy ton of support and the the um it was you know a bafta darling Mm -hmm. uh and and that makes up a giant portion of the academy as well so yeah so like my number one would be all quiet followed by ooh, making a decision here Probably the Fable Ends. Oh, okay. All right. Finally. Okay, good. I was really afraid that we were going to just have the exact same the whole <laughs> you have time. Babylon is your number Bre- two, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With, yes, uh, All Quiet's going to be my number one in that in that as well, Babylon, because of, of Hurwitz um, and, and the Academy's love for him. And like you said, is one of the best parts of that, enti- of that three and a half hour, uh, mm-hmm. four and a half year long movie yeah <laughs> however long that is long and all the ways very much so <laughs> um uh but but i also and i i probably will kick myself for uh having williams third um john williams third because it, it could you go just can't, anyway. you can never count him out so yeah um yeah this this entire year like i i've been doing so well i've been confident with my picks and this uh, award show. I am so stressed. I am so not. <laughs> so what happens I'm when you follow confident. it closely, Brandon? Like yeah. you just get so invested into it, you, you just start getting like the sweats and the nerves, <laughs> and like it's just it's horrible. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. It, <laughs> so it's, everybody, it's follow the award season more closely. You'll love it. <laughs> it's it's an obsession of mine, and I realize that an obsession takes over your life. Okay? Yeah. Leave me alone. Uh, uh, welcome so- to the club. <laughs> You've you. surpassed me now. That's and I'm I don't know how to feel about that yet. <laughs> um, all right, so the the shorts category. Um, oh gosh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we're, these we're, are always the crapshoots. These so are like just as far as being able to predict. These are the ones where I I usually pull ahead on the night because I'm one of the only ones who has actually seen them and not just gone off of what it, what the quote unquote experts have told you to pick. Yeah. So well, again, that's, fingers that's crossed. Fingers crossed. 
because this year I think is is tighter than than any other year uh, as far as shorts go. They were astonishing, astonishing. The the animated shorts not as much. I I, I didn't think were um, as good as the live action personally. Still fantastic. Still just in, incredibly emotional. So for animated, we've got the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. We've got the flying flying sailor. <clears throat> we've got ice merchants. My year of dicks. And an ostrich told me the world is fake, and I think I believe it. Which, let me just say, <laughs> the names of these nominees are some of my favorite I've ever read. They ever. are amazing. <laughs> they are amazing. So, yeah, uh, everyone gets an award for the, the title uh, in this category. Yep. Yep. My favorite has to be My Year of Dicks. But, uh, title-wise or, or short-wise? Title, title-wise. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. title-wise, absolutely. I've that, actually that seen would... that one, though. Did you really? Well, yeah, my curiosity was piqued. I had to. <laughs> and it's, it's on Vimeo. Was that the only thing that was beat? Um, hey, no comment. Hey, um, <laughs> yeah. So I've seen a couple of these, okay. and they're actually my top two. Not just because I've seen them, but <laughs> just based on what I've heard as mm-hmm. well. So my number one pick would be the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. Um, I've just heard a lot of people talking about it. It, you know, it's a animated short based off of a children's book and it was just very cute and sweet and yeah, it almost reminded me of Winnie the Pooh at times. Yeah, just it as was. far as like, just those one liners mm-hmm. of like, oh, that's pretty deep. That's like, that's an important lesson I should it's take a, away. It's a wonderful life lesson. I didn't yeah. need 39 minutes of it. <laughs> and I also like, it's just, it, it hits you over the head over and over and over with moral after moral after moral. Like. Yeah. Oh my God, I get it. Life's important. Stop. <laughs> leave me alone. Leave me. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. And then, and then when, uh, when the horse like lifted him up, he's like, I've got you. I'm like, I'm not crying. And this is not happening. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. It's so, <laughs> it, you get invested in it as, yeah. as cliche as it may be. But like you said, it's, it's so beautiful. And yeah. I think what the, the driving factor in my opinion is not just the, the, um, the stars in it or, or the names that are, that are attached to it. But it's the accessibility. The fact that it's on Disney Plus is... Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, this is the Apple Plus. The fact that it's on Apple oh, Plus, yeah. which a lot of people have, is, uh, I think, a, a good... has Helps catapult it towards the top. Yeah. Um, yep, I agree. And my number two would be My Year of Dicks. I, I assume so. Again, <laughs> um, I think just there was like kind of a, a viral moment that happened when they were doing the Oscar nominee, nominations uh, announcements. Um, and so I think it's just on everybody's radar more so than yeah. some of these others. And so I think that alone will yeah. help its chances. But so that'll be my number two. All right. All um, right. but it was, it was interesting. I thought it was very well, just the different animation styles that were used yeah. were, were pretty yeah. interesting as well. So. And, uh, and I guess it was, it's based off a very well-known memoir as well. So that's something I didn't know either. Um, Ed, the flying sailor is, is based on, on, uh, a true story, oh, is which it? is incredible. Um, it's hard to believe. Um, so jump back in. Uh, yeah, the 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 names are are incredible. Ice Merchants was was gorgeous. Meyer of Dicks is very, like you said, very um, interesting and and definitely uh, made made better because they chose so many different animation styles. Um, I love the idea behind An Ostrich Told Me the World Is Fake. And I think I believe it, and I love the name of it because it feels <laughs> that like that title is great. <laughs> it feels like a Fallout Boy song, <laughs> um, but, but I just I don't think that it it has quite uh, the steam to take down something like the Boy the Mole um, or in, or My Year of Dicks. 
my my number one would be the boy the mole the fox in the hole as well or and the horse excuse me uh as well uh, and my number two is my personal favorite out of the, out of the category was ice merchants i love oh, that nice. one it was gorgeous it was it was heartwarming it was i don't know it was something that you I, you just don't quite expect um and it was a silent as well and and anytime that uh, a short can can give me those kind of emotions without saying a word it's fantastic i love it so um and then my year of dicks i wouldn't be surprised i would not be surprised if that one won just based on the i wouldn't be alone. surprised if any of the five won to be honest <laughs> that's how i'm feeling confidence wise with all the shorts <laughs> that's fair you want to take a uh, live action yeah so for a live action short we've got an irish goodbye Evalu, Le Pupil, Night Ride, and the Red Suitcase. Yeah, these ones, I feel like each one's better than the last. Like they're all I can make a case for each and every one of these to win um this this Oscar. In this category, I think the red suitcase is my top contender. Um I think that it's message, I think that it's style, I think that it's inclusion of of um just the, this Western idea, but involving um, Eastern humans and and Eastern ideals, um, and and this this just it's it's beautiful. I I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, my alt would be Le Pupil, um, because a it was gorgeous. Um, B Alfonso Cuaron was the, one of the producers. Oh, that's right. And C because it's on Disney Plus, and I think that the uh, availability is a huge, huge uh, part of why people will vote for uh, short over anything else. Yeah, just to keep things interesting. Yes, I'm gonna flip them. Yes, because those are my top two. But uh, I'm gonna go Le Pupil. <laughs> okay, that's the only one I've seen out of the five ah. so far. Um, and then the Red Suitcase, just because of what I'm hearing other people say about it, it cool. does seem cool. to be a common one that's at the top of people's list. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just fantastic. I would love to see Ivalu win, uh, or or Ivalu, however you're supposed to pronounce that oh, one from from Denmark. I but, just guessed because um, I'm trying to think when how she pronounces it in the film. But that one also is another just gorgeous, gorgeous film. Ooh, I need to watch that one. Yes, I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Uh, documentary short. We've got the nominees are The Elephant Whisperers, All Out, How Do You Measure a Year, The Martha Mitchell Effect stranger at the gate yeah so haven't seen any of these yet i'm running out of time yes you are uh, (laughs) maybe you might get a couple in before sunday um i would say just based off of what i know of them and what i'm hearing my number one would probably be the elephant whispers looking that is a kind of a uh, a nice animal focused uh really in the in the realm of uh like my octopus teacher thinking of it very similarly um how that was a, a win in this category um so thinking that might be able to do the same my number two would probably be stranger at the gate just based off of what i've heard about that and the popularity all right of all that. right um well i'm gonna go ahead and shake things up and i'm gonna flip those because they're my top two as well oh my gosh look at us guys i'm telling you Ah, this is so cute. <laughs> um, this is why you were my number one choice to do Oscar stuff with. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I have the stranger, uh, stranger at the gate as my number one, and uh, Elephant Whispers as my number two. Stranger at the gate because it needs to be seen. Period. The end. If there's one to watch, you can watch the rest after. I don't give a shit. Noted. This I will is, watch that one. 
Oh, it's so good. It's it's I think it's one of the best short films, especially documentary uh, subject wise in in a long time. Um, plus the fact that Malala Yousafzai Yousafzai um, was a producer. I'm so sorry. I'm butchering her last name. Um, she's the Iranian um, uh, girl who was shot and lived uh, after being shot in the face at, at point blank. And, you know, she's the activist. You're shaking your head like you don't know. So I'm just going to hopefully we'll just. I know. I know who you're talking. Oh, OK, cool, yes. cool, cool. Uh, so yeah, I think that that her being a um, a producer is a strong case as well as the the content, and then like you said, the elephant whispers, but also because it's on Netflix and and accessibility. Mm, yeah, good point. All right, uh, so how you feeling? How you feeling about uh, uh, the first few categories? Just want to want to check in. I'm feeling not super confident with the shorts. <laughs> I mean, you know, I could guess all day long. Sure, and sure. You just ne- never really know what's going to happen with those. So Very I'm true. just I'm so impressed that you've seen them all. Thank you. Um, Thank that you. is super impressive. Uh, I I those are the ones that I genuinely like to watch. And some years I just haven't had the opportunity. So to have the opportunity this year to. Those are often where you find the gems. Yes. Like each year. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. And then kind of uh, to our earlier conversation is that's also where the filmmakers then go, not only was, you know, not, not just the ones who won, but the ones who are nominated are able to get better projects, more funding, right? More, more things attached. Yeah, in a couple of years. Exactly. You know, they might so. be, have a, a feature length film nominated. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Or, you know, just enjoy what what they're doing today um all right so that's the first five lock it in locked in <laughs> um all right let's uh let's jump to makeup and hairstyling um nice you want to take that one yeah so in makeup and hairstyling we have all quiet on the western front the batman black panther wakanda forever elvis and the whale and so to kind of start off the conversation about this one, we just talking about Oscar trends, what we've seen in the past. This has often been linked to a lead actor or actress. Oh, um, all and right. So they have gone hand in hand multiple times over the past decade. Um, and so we just saw this last year with Jessica, Chast- Jessica Chastain. Okay. And okay. It, she, she brought the makeup and hairstyling award along for the ride um <laughs> that's a good way to put it and so <laughs> i didn't know that i like that you know the trends oh yeah 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 after See, these are these are some of the things you start like and i can't take responsibility like i rely on <laughs> other people to help identify these things and sure. i'm like oh i do you know you make a mental note of like oh yes this does happen mm-hmm. like pretty frequently yeah um interesting interesting and okay. so All right. So yeah, so that's something to watch. And so with this, with makeup and hairstyling, we have two obvious acting, best actor front runners yep. in uh, with Elvis and the Whale. So if this trend continues, like whoever you have slated as the winner for best actor, you might want to align in this category as well. Okay. Okay. So, Interesting. That's that's so cool. And also. Oh, God damn it. That, throws everything out the window. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, my number one is Elvis. My number two is The Whale. Oh, all right. All right. Our first major shakeup. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to go. Actually, no, I don't, I don't think this is the first one. Um, Elvis is my number one as well. Um, just because it's been dominating from what I've heard and, and seen. It's been dominating most of the of the makeup awards. Um. Again, I feel like I can make a case for all five of these to win because they're all gorgeous pieces of art. 
put onto other people's faces. <laughs> yep. um, my number two was All Quiet on the Western Front, mm. um, but I've been I was burdened with that on um, BAFTA night, so I don't know. Maybe not. That's not a bad no. That's, maybe I need to put the. There's a lot of people saying two. that. Um, I just what's really interesting about a lot of these awards is, you know, you think about just kind of what people are voting for mm-hmm. and then also the order in which they vote. And so, oh yeah, it's, yeah. you know, once you get down the ballot, are people wanting to, to spread the love or are they being, you know, influenced by what they've already voted for? Um, and just kind of how all this works. And then also when you're watching the awards, you know, as this happens in real time, what you can kind of take away from it and mm-hmm. what's to come. So mm-hmm. like if Elvis to, were to win this category, I would think in my head, oh, Austin Butler, I'm thinking has a better yeah. shot of winning, you know, best actor now. Or Based if on this, the whale yeah. wins, you know, Brendan Fraser. Or if All Quiet on the Western Front wins, like, oh, shoot, do they really have a shot at best picture? They're getting support in these categories that right. I maybe didn't, didn't see them give... getting support. So yeah. where else is that going to happen? So it's really interesting to think about actually the night of as these are being announced, like, oh, shoot, like, I could be totally off. Totally And that's off when pace. it starts yeah. to get really scary. Yep, yep, <laughs> exactly. Really, like, everyone starts to sweat a little bit more. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy on the day, like, how for when, when I started coming to the, to the party, like, you would say that or Josh or somebody would say, mention something like that is, oh, well, clearly, you know, that's going to win past picture. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, did you see it? Oh, because they're tied together. I never really put that together. I never really thought about that or or, or and gave it any kind of credit. But yeah, and I mean, yeah, and I don't know how much faith or credit we can put in these things and these trends, especially with the makeup of the academy changing so much over the past couple of years. Right, but uh-huh, makeup. Nice. But there's a lot of historical trends that are accurate most of the time. You know, yeah. Um, and so for one, like, however that happens, like. It for is, whatever reason, so, yeah, yeah. It just it, it is a fact is a fact. Yeah. Um, let me take a quick pause because I meant to also. <laughs> Matt made picks, and I've, I I had it pulled up to to go with, and then we oh, just were rolling. Shoot. I know. Sorry, Matt. I'm so sorry. Matt, I had no idea, so it's not my fault. <laughs> Damn it! He already likes you enough. All right. <laughs> um. Okay. So so <laughs> let me let me get to at least the the ones that that we talked about. Uh, this is for sound design. And Matt's pick was Top Gun Maverick. Um, he didn't give me alt. So, Matt, you only get uh, one and done on, on each of these. So, hope you're right for, for your sake. Um, a lot of pressure writing uh, on those one picks. Yeah, right? Seriously. Come on, man. We get You'd... the benefit of having a backup. <laughs> exactly. Uh, best original score. Uh, Matt picked... Um, Matt went with the Banshees of Inisherin, which I... I it's a fantastic score. It really is. It's beautiful. It's haunting. It, it helps. Beautiful and haunting the... were the exact two words I was going to use. Ah, uh, I Perfect. love that. Yes. I mean, it really was. And and it just, I love that movie. I, I really do. And I love that uh, Banshees is getting the, the as many, uh, as much recognition. But it, shockingly, in my opinion, has not been doing as well. It's been over a lot. So we'll see if it takes anything home this year. Um, score could be it. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, best animated short. Uh, interesting. So, so, uh, Matt uh, agrees with you. Uh, he went with my year of dicks. Um, again, I'm not saying that it won't, but it, it, it would uh, be an upset in my mind. Um, live action, Matt went with the, an Irish goodbye. Um, and, and I, 
He uh, he told me he was just guessing on that one. Well, you um, know, there are a lot of Irish nominations lo- this ton. year. And a, so a quarter of the acting nominations going with are an Irish. Irish guess. Like that's not a bad one. It no. really isn't. And it's it's a good film. Um for those who have seen it, it's it reminds me a lot of Banshees of Inisherin, which may help influence that an Irish goodbye could Maybe win. people we just talked about how Banshees mm-hmm. is kind of underperforming mm-hmm. this award season. Maybe people, by the time they get to this category on their ballot, they feel bad about not voting <laughs> for Banshees. They're like, oh, well, this is Irish. This will make me feel better. So we should probably just That's actually that. a solid strategy. Matt may be onto something. He might He might huh. know what he's doing over there. I'm not I'm not sure. We'll have to. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Um, documentary short. Uh, Matt went with Hall Out. Um, I'm guessing that was just a guess as well. Um, it was beautiful. It was a little bit strange. Um, it was more of a fly on the wall documentary. So. What I liked about the documentary category, just to wrap that one up, is um, all five were different styles of documentaries. Um, so that was that was cool, just to see how you can really put a camera in front of somebody and what you get what you get out of it. Uh, yeah, uh, we're almost there. Uh, makeup and hairstyling. Uh, Matt also went with the whale um, because uh, we we had an episode about that. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to that yet, but the the amount of work and time that went into just that prosthetic um just that uh, weight gain suit is in insane to me how much how oh, cool yeah. it was that that they were able to huge transformation i mean quite literally a huge transformation <laughs> pun <laughs> but in, whether it was intended or not it's there um all right cool so we're caught up now matt like i said you're in it now i'll try like, to remember to help thank you i, I appreciate that um I, I like to talk to matt in the future as if he uh cares <laughs> uh let's do let's jump into costume design which dude i don't know i don't know i'm i'm honestly partially guessing on this one because i usually feel like i do well in costume design over the years but uh it's almost always a guess based on what i think the majority of people go with because i think that to put costumes together especially at this level it, it it's it it's so incredible <laughs> i don't know how to choose a winner oh yeah it's uh there's a lot of talent involved yep. um yep. a lot of creativity yep the um nominees for this category are babylon black panther wakanda forever elvis everything everywhere all at once and mrs harris goes to paris and so i will start off by saying mrs harris goes to paris was great oh, i yes, loved you- that that's what I was going to say. Um, it is a wonderful film. It, is it was just wonderful. so cute. It's feel good. It just, it makes your heart happy. And the the dresses and the costumes in that film are great. Gorgeous. So I totally understand yep. why this film was nominated. Um, I yep. believe it's the only nomination for this film. So yep. glad it got recognized. Um, it was just so cute. I highly recommend seeing yeah. it if you haven't. It's, yeah, I, I concur on every point. Um. That being said, I don't think it'll win the Oscar. I don't think it'll <laughs> win the Oscar. Unfortunately, I because would love if it, it but... uh, right? If it didn't win the BAFTA, I don't see it winning the Oscar. Oh, good point. Um, um, I mean, that alone, um, but also because there's just so many great yeah. choices here. So, I, Yeah, I'm going to, I mean, I, th- I think my top two are Elvis and Babylon. I think oh. I'm going to go with Elvis number one, All Babylon right. number two. Okay. Those are my... Those are my picks. Um, I don't have strong reasons for those. <laughs> just that, just that it's there. I feel like if Babylon has a shot in a category, this one, there are a couple others maybe mm-hmm. that it might do better in or has a better chance. But this could be one. It had a lot of great period 
uh, costumes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, going with Elvis as like a more consistent, consistently nominated film and, uh, all the wardrobe changes, all the Elvis outfits. Um, mm-hmm. really and they were them. so just not just beautiful, but they were exact. I mean, they were as far as I, I've heard, like as close to stitch by stitch to fit, of course, Austin Butler, not Elvis, but as close to stitch by stitch as, as they could get. So, yeah. And being one of the like Black Panther is the only one that's also nominated in makeup and hairstyling. Mm-hmm. And so just, I don't know, that is further support for just the aesthetics um, of of that part of the film okay okay um so i like i said i'm not confident and and honestly this might i'm not either this this one might not be the one that i lock in sound and tell sunday um but as it is of right now and it's okay i'll go on record as saying elvis i think will will win as well that's my number one black panther is my number two and uh ryan if if Babylon wins. You will pull ahead that uh, that night if I uh, keep this at as low as I have it. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, you know, Black Panther didn't the first Black Panther movie. I think that won this category. I think so. I think um, so. That might be a good. So to pull history is behind you. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Thank if you. that Thank if you. that adds any comfort, let me just um, take a quick look and see if I can find it quickly. Yeah, Black Panther won a couple technical awards uh, that year. Um, like production design, I think costume design. I could be wrong, but I th- I think it might have. Yep, yep. Ruth Carter, Ruthie Carter won in 2019 for for Black Panther, and she did the same for uh, Wakanda Forever. So that'd be cool for her if she does win. Um, that would be cool to uh, see her repeat, not just the you know the the um, film not repeat, uh, but the the actual designer. Um. Matt decided to go with Black Panther as his number one, and he did give me an alt for this one. Uh, he went with everything everywhere all at once as his alt. So hmm. we're yeah. all over the place with this one. Yeah, we are. I'm telling you, this one, I don't have a, a clue. Um, I have an idea, but that's as far as I'm willing to admit. Uh, let's do. Let's see. How about best animated feature film? Our nominees this year, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Marcel, the shell with shoes on, suck it, Matt, Puss in Boots, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. Um, I, I think there's a clear winner, and then everybody else. That's, that's uh, my take, is uh, GDT's Pinocchio is, I, if, if anybody else wins, it's a loss for this category. That one was so well done. My alt would be, I'm, I'm torn, but I'm going to go with Marcel over Puss in Boots. Um, yeah, no, I think you're spot on. Those would be my number one and number two and a vast divide between number one and number two. I yep. think this is yep. probably the surest bet on Oscar night. I would, I would agree. Um, just Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio has won basically all of the major precursor awards. I think it's, it might have swept. It's just, yeah, it's really just on an island all by itself. Yep, um, it and sure so is. I that would be a shock if anything else were to win. I, Marcel the Shell with shoes on would be the surprise in my mind mm-hmm. if if a surprise were to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't see that happening. So, <laughs> Same. I, um, and neither does Matt. He he agrees. So we're three for three on that one. Um, love it, love it. And uh, moving on to visual effects. Ooh. Um, where's visual effects? Okay. So in visual effects, we have All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Batman, 
Black Panther Wakanda Forever, and Top Gun Maverick. Which I just want to mention real quick, that is four, I'm sorry, three out of the five that are sequels. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, crazy. I just kind of noticed that. I, 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 I don't know about the rest, but for this one alone, I was like, that's a lot of sequels. And Batman is another iteration. And uh, All Quiet is another iteration. So technically, there isn't an original one here. Yeah. So I would say this is also another category where it seems like there's a very obvious front runner. Um, and there's a lot of distance between that front runner and everybody else. And so Avatar The Way of Water, obviously. Yep. yep. 100% um, agree. Full send. I don't even know if I have a backup. Yeah. I mean, Top Gun <laughs> Maverick would be the upset there yep. in my mind. I um, concur entirely. So this actually brings me to something that I actually mistakenly commented on the last podcast I was on. Um, and so I want to correct myself here where I mentioned like I mentioned then it would be a toss up between these two, mm-hmm. depending on if people were focused on the CGI or the practical effects. But this is visual effects. That's all CGI. Yep. Um, yep. And so what I was getting confused by and what I think I was meaning was the the CGI that is creating things that don't exist, mm-hmm. like Avatar or superhero movies where it's like, that's not you're actually creating this there. fantasy world. Yeah. Like you're like you're obviously creating things that are not real, but you it makes it look believable. Um, to something like Top Gun, where CGI is used to make something look realistic, and so like the the dog fights in the air between the jets and the missiles, like those aren't actual missiles that are coming toward the Wait, jet. Like that is dangerous. Not? They weren't actually doing that. Really, truly. Oh, and so it's that the use of CGI to make it look like something is real and there are no visual effects happening. So it's the difference between like obvious visual effects that are stunning and immersive and amazing versus visual effects that are realistic and you can't even tell they're there. Yeah. They're, that Um, they're more hidden. Um, Matt likes to talk about um, score of either it's fantastic or it's so well done. You don't even notice it's there. So that's Mm. kind of the same thing that I was just thinking kind of akin to what, what you were saying while you were saying um, your points with that. And I think you're absolutely right is um, there's a clear front runner and, and do people want to honor the creation of everything or do they want to honor the hidden uh, visual effects to make it feel so, so real. Um, and I uh, also agree my, my top two are avatar. Clearly I think that the way of water, if this doesn't win, what are we doing? Like I seriously, that's yeah. Uh, again, just on another level, uh, in and of its own, and then Top Gun Maverick is is my alt. Uh, Matt agrees with us at least as far as Avatar goes. Uh, so we're two categories in a row, three for three, and moving right on. I like this. I like nice. This. Um, Love it. Yeah, this is uh, not giving us too much to debate or talk about, but I, I like it. So, oh, this one might we'll get give there. Us. Don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I know it's coming. All right, production design. Um, the nominees for production design are All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar The Way of Water, Babylon, Elvis, and The Fablemans. Um, this one is another one that I, it's kind of a toss-up because, uh, Ryan, can you, can you help me describe what production design is to people who don't know? Um, yeah, it's basically the, the set. So what you see and like whether a set is built or a location is decorated or all of that, just creating the world in which the filming takes place is production design. Perfect. Thank you. Um, 
And maybe and maybe I have Avatar too low down on this because of that, because it was literally designed uh, from scratch. But I think my my top two and Elvis is re- is really close too. So I don't know. This one also might not be set in stone. But my top two right now um, are All Quiet on the Western Front and Babylon. Those those with with Babylon being the alt. Okay. So nice. My top two: Babylon number one and Elvis number two. Okay. Um, and my reasoning for that, well, Babylon. I I think this is the the main place where Babylon. I could see Babylon going zero everywhere else except mm-hmm. for here mm-hmm. and this would be like the constellation prize here for babylon um the production design i thought was just so incredible and just the 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 film industry like history and just the scene the very first scene where the main characters are coming to set for the first time and you have all of these different sets yeah. like all happening at the same time like and just that scene alone, I think, is like so great, and you like have all all these like kind of mini production sets, yeah, in the larger. Oh like, yeah, that's a really um, good point. I, I think that alone just shows just how much work went into it, and it's just really well done. Um, and then Elvis, just just the way that whole film was created, and just the you know the historical period aspect of it. Um, and there's the uh, the scenes at. Uh, like with the Ferris wheel, the, uh, what do you call it? A carnival. My mind, my mind is uh, <laughs> messing up here. El- elsewhere um, right now. Yeah. The, uh, the carnival scene, like mm-hmm. great production design there. Um, and so that, yeah. Babylon number one, Elvis number two. Okay. Okay. And uh, Matt agrees with you. Babylon is number one in, in his choice. So uh, maybe I need to b- bump Babylon up just a little bit. It also did um, shock me and, and win the BAFTA over everything else. So, yeah, it's won a lot of the big precursor awards. So, yeah, so. you might be right that this that's uh, the strongest chance it has to win anything. Um, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, you're not allowed to vote for it at my party, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yes, I am. And I'm changing my mind. <laughs> Let me make a different argument for another movie. I love it. I love it so much. That's the thing is you can argue. That's why they're all nominated. You I mean, can make arguments for all of them. Truly, truly, though. You're you're right. I know I've said that quite a lot, um, but I've tried to keep it to a minimum. And, and you're absolutely right. If you're nominated, you have a chance. Yeah. Unless you're going Theoretically, against. Unless you're least. going against Avatar and visual effects, in which case. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Yep. I want to uh, preface best original song uh, just real quick. He, he put, uh, you know what? I'm just going to uh, pick the one I think I know the most of. And he, he said. Uh, I couldn't pick any of these out of a lineup. I thought that was just fucking hilarious. <laughs> so going back to uh, does it? Do you need to see the the movie to to get this, uh, or can you just listen to the song? Uh, this category is best original song. Uh, applause, and this is from Tell, Tell It Like a Woman um, by Diane Warren. Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick by Lady Gaga. Lift Me Up from Black Panther: Wakanda Forever by Rihanna. Not to Not to from RRR by. Boy, I'm gonna need help with this one. Chandra Bose. Oh, it's. I have no idea. Hopefully, sorry, I'm no help here. Okay, that's okay. Um, and this is this is a life from everything ever all at once by um Ryan Lott, David Byrne, and uh, Mitski. I'm not sure who actually sang that one. So sorry, I'm so sorry. I did a poor job at uh, my homework on this one. So I, who knows. All right, so best original song, Ryan. Uh, we we touched on this earlier. Does it? Does it matter when the only nomination for a film 
is best original song. Do you have to see the movie? Do you have to see the film to get have an accurate chance at predicting this? Or like, I think you know what I'm asking. Maybe I'm doing yeah, a poor job of asking. As far but... as predicting, I don't think so. I think of having a better understanding of the value that the song adds to the film. Definitely. Okay. I think you make a you made a really strong point about that earlier in the podcast, cool. and I totally agree. Cool. Um, but right. as far as predicting. Hmm, Probably not. Okay, uh, good, because uh, so everything you said was correct, but you're wrong. <laughs> um, so I I think, I hope, this is, this is a little bit of uh, me going, Academy, do the right thing and vote not to not to, because uh, that is one of the best songs, one of the most catchy songs, one of the most fun songs. Um, and then my, my alt is, it's a toss-up for me uh, between Hold My Hand and Lift Me Up, but I would not be surprised if this is a life one. Um, yeah, this this is another category. I'm not super confident in in any of these four. I just don't and and throw applause in there because she's been nominated as well. Uh, Diane Warren's been nominated. I don't know how many tens of times. Yeah, I think it's getting to the point where it's like I can almost confidently say it's not going to be her because how many too. chances have the Academy had to vote for right. her and they just. Obviously, I think it's one of those things where she's obviously very well respected uh-huh. in the branch, mm-hmm. the music branch who does the who nominates folks, but maybe just doesn't have the popularity or support amongst the larger academy yeah. members. And so I think you're right. Um, helps her get a job, helps her stay employed. But as I mean, far she as obviously is super talented, absolutely and does a great job. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't consider her um, a, a valid option for winner here. I, I agree with you. I think Natu Natu is the winner. I think there are multiple reasons for that. I think just this song has like just kind of stormed um, into the arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mm-hmm. very catchy. It's fun. The fact that they are uh, performing the song at the ceremony is going to be so much fun. I very think, excited I for think that. People will love watching that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's fun, but also the fact that RRR did not get nominated. Um, so dumb that in international film, so dumb that they did not submit that for their for their film. And I think because of that, folks or voters will see this as the only place to award that film that should have been in the international feature category. And and I think they so uh, had not to not or had RRR been submitted as India's and made it into the top five. Let's just say that that had all happened. Do you think it would go to All Quiet on the Western Front or R- or RRR? And do you think that RRR would also have a chance at Best Picture? Well, we haven't talked about that one, so you don't know that All Quiet's my top choice. It is. Um, <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, yeah. the I think it would be a toss-up between those two. I yeah. think it would be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I do think it would be a toss up. I think I think uh, All Quiet has a much stronger standing because RRR isn't in that category. Well, absolutely now, but um, um, yeah, no. So uh, I agree with you on your points for for song. Jumping back to this, um, and Matt took a guess on this one, so uh, we're yep. we're going to be three for three on another nice. one. My back, I didn't I didn't say my oh, backup. Yes, I'm sorry. so sorry. As uh, I got to go with my girl Riri here <laughs> uh, for lift me up from Black Panther. Great song. It, um, it really is a great was. song. It's a great song. song. It it really before RRR happened, that was my front runner for a long time. Yep. Um, yep. I agree. So. I agree. And honestly, it it's only not my alt because I don't know. I really like I could I could totally see that one uh winning. Absolutely yeah. hands down. 
but I had to I had to put these in in a in an order, and that was what I went with. So, yep, we'll see. All right. So speaking of international film, all right. So for international feature film, we've got All Quiet on the Western Front, Argentina, nineteen eighty five, which is a great year, the year I was born. Uh, Close, also a great song. E O and The Quiet Girl. Um, and All Quiet comes out of Germany, Argentina comes out of Argentina, Close comes out of Belgium, EO comes out of Poland, and The Quiet Girl comes out of Ireland. So again, I, I, the Irish are getting the luck of the Irish. That might be a, a storyline for Sunday as well. Thank you for adding the countries yeah. from which those came from. I, I, I don't have those in front of me. That's all so. good. I thought I would just toss those in. Very important. Um, Sometimes. So, yeah, I have not seen a lot of these um unfortunately they are all on my list to watch though whether i watch i don't think i'll get to them all before the oscars but i'll I'll definitely watch them at some point this one uh is one of the only categories i haven't ticked off yet uh this will be rectified on friday i do have a ticket to the to the quiet girl oh nice um so yeah so that will finish that one um eo is weird dude if you get a chance to see that I'm really curious on your opinion i and i I told matt the same i'm really curious on your opinion on his opinion too is it is strange. <laughs> well, man, I'm even more curious. To watch it <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I think we've already alluded to this, but All Quiet on the Western Front is the clear front runner. Yep. I mean, the fact it was nominated for what nine Oscars? Yep. Um, Tied. That's crazy. <laughs> it's insane. Um, so it obviously has a lot of support throughout the Academy. Um, so I would expect a lot of people to be voting for that one. I agree. Um, the fact that it is also um, the only one that is also nominated for Best Picture um, says a lot. I think I'm right in saying that um, when an international feature film is nominated for Best Picture, it has always won. I would wager quite a lot of money on that on that fact being true, or at least uh, mostly true. And I think the, the same for animated feature as well is anytime and and honestly i don't know i don't know if maybe we should change this is another change i'd like to see because i'm not saying that the the international or animated shouldn't be uh nominated or win best picture itself but if you're nominated for best picture maybe you're ineligible to win an international because of that fact and so it gives it to somebody else uh, another another chance just because okay we, you, you clearly you're the best one so you're now in the in the best picture category congratulations here's an honorary maybe a, you know a or something because i i agree i think that it's a telling sign nine times out of ten if not 100 percent of the time where the, if that category is or if that film is nominated for best picture it's going to win clear yeah. front runner um yeah. but if you had to pick a, an alt who would you do um probably close oh just okay. based off of what i've heard about it and just the the passion behind that one yeah i've heard a lot of people talking about it yeah it's a very powerful film from what i've heard i'm really it is anxious to uh to see that one it is it's really good it's um it's really sad it's really sad <laughs> um and i and this may change when when i uh see the quiet girl not sure quite what that one's about or how or how well that one is done so this is another one that's in flux i may be changing my alt um my just to to put it in stone all quiet is my number one pick and i have argentina 1985 as my number two um because it did so well early on in the season um Mm -hmm. and i don't know if it's just lost steam or if it can still hold up but if there was going to be an upset i would not be surprised that one would be my pick yeah i was debating 
between close and that one cool as my number two so cool. i'm, I'm, not I'm too kind far. of right there with you i think close is yep close is my number three too so yeah we're, we're dancing around the same nice. uh the same general uh picks um oh and matt matt picked uh, all quiet as well sorry i almost forgot you there bud good catch <laughs> uh film editing uh yeah let's do film editing all right, so for the film editing category, we have The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everybody, Everything Everywhere All at Once, <laughs> Tar, and Top Gun Maverick. All right. And this is the one you, you said uh, ties closely to sound design, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Yeah. Which makes sense. Um, so, yeah, so the, the top... Two. I thought I knew which one this was was gonna go to. I really did. I thought I and then, uh, every, the other award shows happened, and I went, "Oh, okay, <laughs> great." Uh, yeah. So I think Top Gun Maverick and Everything Everywhere are the the top two in my mind. I agree with you there. Um, they have won all all the big precursor editing awards that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really. I do think it could be a toss-up between those two. I'd probably, ooh, right now I'm probably leaning everything everywhere for my number one and Top Gun Maverick for my number two. Yep. yep. Although uh, that's a really hard, hard <laughs> decision. There. Honestly, yeah, I, I thought Top Gun was my choice the entire time. And then, yeah, with everything winning um, the Editor's uh, Guild and, and also won, uh, was it at BAFTA, I think, as well, won the won the editing. Um I, yeah, that one, and, and and rightly so. I mean, it it's was a small, very small team, especially in comparison to something like Elvis or Top Gun. Um, very deserving of of this nomination. I think it absolutely is the front runner, in my opinion. Um, with with Top Gun being the alt, and then uh, Matt agrees with, agrees with us as well. So look at us, look at us go, look at us, just like we are in alignment. Yeah, having <laughs> having the same thought. That means we're either all crazy or we're all amazing. Yes. <laughs> we're all going to be so wrong. Oh, we're on all Oscar be night. So <laughs> wrong. God, I hope not. Um, documentary feature. So this one, this one was hard for me to get through. I'm not going to lie. Some of these were uh, a little bit slow and very out there as far as documentaries go. Um, so this is another one where I've not done well in the other awards that I've picked uh, or, or you know, shows this that I've one, picked. I feel like there's so often a curveball mm-hmm. in this category. Mm-hmm. So the nominees are All That Breathes, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, Fire of Love, A House Made of Splinters, and Novelty. Accessibility, I think, comes down to it on this one. I really do because, like you said, I mean, they're here for a reason. So it could go to any one of these, but I think... Um, the fact that Fire of Love is on Disney Plus and the fact that um, uh, Novelty is on HBO Max is huge. Yeah, I think I think that those those and those have been on uh, for most of, of the year. Um, I believe All That Breathes just got released on, on HBO Max not that long ago. So I just don't think people have seen it. Enough people have seen it or it's been out with enough time for to people to change people's minds. Um, I'm going to go fire of love and novelty is my number one, number two. Um, but again, wouldn't be surprised for anything else to, to take a, take the prize. Yeah. I mean, those are my top two as well, but I'm going to flip them. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, 
I think, is it Navalny? Is it Navalny? Navalny? I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce his name. I Um, I wish that I did, and I should know. Um, The, well, however it's pronounced. mm -hmm. um, That one, I feel like, has just, it's, it's, it's come up very suddenly, I think, as a, not front runner, but as, you know, one of the upper tier um, choices here yeah. for the winner. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's, it, the timing is right for it to pick up steam for the, the, the voting. Um, and so I, I see that one winning, but I, I think fire of love is right there. Yep. Um, yep. and it could be either one. If it's not one of those two, I, well, in this category, I wouldn't be surprised. Exactly. It's like, whatever yeah. it is, what it, it is. But I do think it's going to be one of those two. I agree. I agree. Um, now, I don't know if Matt's seen All That Breeds, but that's his pick. Um, it's it's a beautifully shot uh, documentary. It's um, it's a heartwarming story as well um, about about a family who heals um, wild birds. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's, it's very touching. It's very, very beautiful to look at. I just agree. I agree that I don't know that anything else necessarily has the leg to stand up against the other two. Yeah. Um, I feel like all, all that breeze, all the beauty and the bloodshed, like those two, I heard a lot about earlier mm-hmm. um, in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like both of those have just lost a little bit of steam. Could be totally wrong. Um, exactly. But, <laughs> but that's, that's how I feel about it. Right I, now. I agree. I agree. Um, all right. So we are, we, we have cracked 13 so far. Wow. Nice. No, 14. Because we only have nine left. Oh wow! All right. I don't Look know if that's go. I don't know if that's long or 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 if we're going quickly. I, I, I don't have know how no we're doing it. Reference. I don't know how we're doing it, but we're doing but it. But we're doing it. <laughs> um. So the big ones. These these are are my favorite. These these nine are my favorite categories. Um. Just a quick recap. Left. We have cinematography, original, adapted, um, screenplays. We have uh, supporting roles for both. Actor and actress, leading roles for actor and actress, director, and picture. So, Ryan, which one do you want? To, what do you want to do next? Um, cinematography. Let's do it. All right. So, in cinematography, we have All Quiet on the Western Front, Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. Very strong. Uh, very strong category. Yeah. This is also where like. Everything leading up to this, I felt pretty confident about my picks. I wouldn't be surprised to see my alts, you know, uh, take the award or, or something else to necessarily come out of, out of um, third place, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. these ones uh, have gotten more and more difficult the longer it's it, the closer we're getting to to the Oscars in all nine of these categories, starting with cinematography. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, all these are great. Very well shot films. Mm-hmm. Um I I really think in my mind it's all quiet on the Western Front. Um stands out. Yeah. Um yeah. and yeah, so that's that's gotta be my number one. I think Elvis is a close second though. Oh wow. For me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Elvis is not my uh top four picks. So I don't know. Well we'll see if that if that wins, again, another chance for you to, to pull Yeah, so much closer. So one of the precursor cinematography awards is the um, the AC, ASC awards, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Mandy Walker became the first woman to to oh, win that she? prize for Elvis. Oh, that's fantastic! And so okay. I think this it's it might be two 
just enough too late because mm-hmm. it's not too little. It's not a little thing. <laughs> Definitely not too little. <laughs> uh, but I, it might be too late. Gotcha. If that had happened earlier, I could see that being more of a, a story that mm-hmm. people would cling to. Mm-hmm. Um, well, something we didn't touch on either is is I like that the Oscars are the last stop, are the final, the big show. Whereas, like, I think of, like, the Kentucky Derby, right? Mm-hmm. For horse racing, that's the biggest one that people should pay attention to and the biggest moneymaker. And yet there's still, like, three other races afterward. Yeah. And it's like, uh, yeah. could you imagine if that was the case in, you know, with the Oscars? I think BAFTA actually used to be after the Oscars for uh, a few years. It has been. So for sure, I'm glad that we're making this like the big one. Yeah, definitely. So, but yeah, um, all that to say, All Quiet on the Western Front is my is my top choice there. Very you know? nice, very nice. Um, that's Matt's as well, and that's mine. Uh, to to round out the the three for again, but my alt is Tar. Okay, I would not be surprised to see Roger Deakins win for Empire of Light. That's Matt's alt. Um. And Bardo was was also just gorgeous. It was a very uh, um, Inarito film, very much so. But it was just absolutely gorgeous. So uh, your point with it, with uh, Mandy winning and becoming the first woman to win at the ASC would uh, make me reconsider that. Who knows? So who knows? I don't know. I, I I find it hard to bet against All Quiet on the Western Front at this point. Seriously though, because um, you got to think like. It was nominated for nine different awards, and how many like is it actually going to win? Right, and right. We're not talking will it win anything. It's how many is this one going to win? Yeah, and well, even if it doesn't win some of the others, then mm-hmm. it has an even stronger chance in this one. I think because people are like, we have to award it somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Um, I agree. But uh, but yeah, I think it has a shot to win quite a few of these. Um, I wish, and and if I have time, I'll see if I can go through my paperwork. I I. Thought I had saved all my ballots from years prior, but I know in my heart of hearts that these next two categories I have gotten right. Knock on wood, and I'm not jinxing myself. Um, these are my categories. These are this is my bread and butter. This is the one where I feel like the most confident um, of the entire 23 um, nominate nominees um, or categories. I'm hoping I'm not uh, speaking too soon, but uh, for for screenplay is. Uh, I like and this is this is where I I have the uh, the edge because I actually did take the time to uh, visit them again. Are we doing original or adapted first? Um, let's do adapted. Let's yeah. do adapted. Go for it. Uh, so we've got All Quiet on the, on the Western Front, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. Um, in my mind, there's uh, there's two front runners, and it, it's a toss up in my mind. Um, but I think it's going to go to All Quiet on the Western Front, and I think Women Talking is a Real strong alternative choice. Um, I just don't think that compared to those, anything else should win. But the love for Top Gun and the love for Glass Onion would not surprise me. It would just disappoint me. <laughs> I love that. That's a good <laughs> quote. Um, ooh, there are so many categories and things here where I could use that phrase. Um <laughs> Those are my top two as well, All Quiet and Women Talking, but I have them flipped. Really? Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, I think Women Talking as a Best Picture nominated film, uh-huh. I think this is the one award it will win. Um, I would, yeah. Yeah. So, I can see that. I absolutely can see that. And and on the page, it was gorgeous. It was absolutely, it was really cool. The, the copy that I read 
Uh, it was like a produ- production draft. So you had like pages where it would just be one line on the top of the page. And then so like at, from a craft, right, peek behind the curtain kind of, of standpoint, it was really cool uh, to see that. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and Sarah Polly mm-hmm. uh, was one of the many women who could have been nominated for director who was snubbed. We have no female director nominees. Yeah, that was, um, that's that's disappointing. So I think this is another area where... um academy members could could recognize her work as well yeah i could see that and uh would uh would absolutely agree with you and hey look at that matt uh agrees that those are the top two as well uh he he thinks all quiet's gonna go uh number one and and women talking number two so nice uh guess we'll find out um original you want to take original uh yeah so original screenplay the nominees are the banshees of inishirin Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. Um, oh my gosh. All these are great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's, 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 Fantastic let's have them all win. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm <laughs> very okay with that. I, I'm looking through, and all five of these, I really enjoyed all of these movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. They were so much fun. Let's see. Which one do I think will win, though? Um, <laughs> I think I think it's got to be everything everywhere all at once. Um, there is little doubt in my mind at this point. I think the Banshees of Inishirin could be the only real challenger. Yeah. Um, I see those as my top two. I think um, Daniels have already won this uh, this uh, this category for other awards or other precursor mm-hmm. um, precursors. So. I expect them to win on Oscar night, mm-hmm. but I, I, I think uh, Banshees could could be an upset there as well. And um, even that wouldn't be an upset. It is, yeah, no, it wouldn't be an upset. Uh, Matt agrees with you, and it's not that I don't agree with you. I just, looking at looking at the pages itself and not just the movie or, or the wins, Banshees, I think, is a better screenplay. Brandon, you got to remember, most of these people aren't reading aren't the screenplays. Aren't reading, exactly, I know. <laughs> I agree. And then you throw in the previous wins that, that your, uh, the Daniels have Your second heart's getting in the way, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it like... So, yeah, I, but yeah, so that uh, I, I may flip-flop the, those two as well come, come Oscar night and then kick myself when Banshees eventually wins and I lose a point because I yeah, was don't, listening I don't, I, to no, everybody don't else. Don't let me talk you out of it. <laughs> I, I want your ballots um, to look different. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> but it is damn close. Um, yeah, this, this one, like I said, I, I'm going on the page. Um, and Everything Everywhere was also beautiful to read. Um, I would love, honestly, I would love if Tar... Uh, uh, Todd Field or Rob- Robin Osland won for Tar or um, Triangle of Sadness. I would love that, um, but I agree. I think those are the top two. We'll see. We'll see if uh, if we're if I'm even close. Um, and then we've got supporting roles um, for Best Actress. We've uh, we've got Angela Bassett, Hong Chow. Sorry, Angela Bassett for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Hong Chow for The Whale. Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inisherin. Jamie Lee Curtis for everything and Stephanie Shu for everything. And this is the point where I'm we're we're gonna abbreviate everything because I we would have another hour tacked on if we yeah <laughs> had to say that every time. Exactly. Oh man. What do you think? Whoa, what do you I was think? just <laughs> I was just about to toss this to you. Okay. First of all, 
am I am I allowed to say clusterfuck on uh, this <laughs> podcast? That is an, that is an approved word. This At I least. think this is the most chaotic <laughs> uh, category, like of them all. I, I think and you're right. I I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I could make a case for any of these. I think yes. the odd person out is probably Hung Chow. I think you're right. Unfortunately, I loved her performance in the whale. I thought she was like one of the best parts of that film. However, just Couldn't based on more. all the precursors, based on just the context, the the narratives, I, I think she's out. The other four all have a good shot, yep. I think. Yep, um, and they've all won. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Stephanie did not win. I'm so sorry. I wish that she she had won uh, in in something, but yeah, she hasn't won any major precursors. Major, right, she's won right. some minor stuff. Um, but I mean, I ooh, I think <laughs> she still has a shot. Uh, who knows? <laughs> Um, it's so crazy. I mean, Angela Bassett was the front runner for a while. Yep. And oh, then, she was the clear front runner for a while. And Jamie Lee Curtis is just doing the Jamie Lee Curtis thing and we all <laughs> love her and it's yep. just And I think she's coming I think she's catching fire at the right time. Yeah. Like yeah. if she if if anyone was gonna pull ahead. Her speeches have been phenomenal. Yep. They've and, been so great. Well, and the fact that everything is doing so well as as well mm-hmm. also leads me to yeah. believe, right, that she's sure. got a real shot. But yeah, th- but then you have the performance of of a lifetime with that Carrie Condon. Gave. Oh my gosh, she was so great. I loved her. Um, and also I do think that you know, thinking about people filling out ballots, like mm-hmm. they're like, okay, this is the one place where I can, you know, award banshees yeah. or something. Yeah, and I think this is a. I think Carrie Condon, and that's ultimately I have her at number one right now. Really, because okay. of that. Okay, um, not anything against her performance i think her performance is deserving but i would put carrie condon at number one um as the only banshees win of the night wow and i would oh gosh put jamie lee curtis too oh even even (laughs) saying out loud is painful oh my gosh Painful um, because you don't want her to win i'm just kidding angela bassett number one stephanie shoe number two no just kidding um (laughs) No, it's just I have no idea anything could happen. I, seriously, this uh, you are absolutely right. This one is spin the wheel, and yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll see where it lands. Because because you're forcing me to decide a one and two, <laughs> I'm going with Carrie and okay. then Jamie Lee. Okay, I like so. that. I'm glad. I'm glad that I was forcing you because yeah. It... What, what what do you have, Brandon? Oh God, very damn it. curious. Uh, uh, I'm sure you are. I bet you are. Um, I have the exact same, but I'm gonna flip them. Oh, okay. I do. I, Interesting. I put, I, and I think because, not not necessarily because I think that Jamie Lee Curtis's performance was better than ben, everybody else's. I think that it's just she's she's caught fire, and she's the caught fire at is the perfect legit. time. Yeah. Um, and and the the love at the SAG Awards surrounding her and everything. Uh, it's just it's so hard to ignore. It's so hard to to not give her the clear in my mind front runner but carrie condon again how how can you not award any of these all of these were were just phenomenal performances mm-hmm. angela bassett did roll a few too many r's for my liking and my taste <laughs> um, oh my gosh she was amazing <laughs> she was uh, yes absolutely um, it, it got to a point where it was a little bit like i think you're you're too far in this character <laughs> <laughs> no um it it would not shock me again if if anybody any one of these five would win. They're all fantastic performances. They're all um, th- this is the one where when Kate Blanchett got up and and accepted it. I think it was the was it the Globes or the Critics Choice and and kicked off the end the 
um, the Andrea Riseborough controversy with that uh, with that speech. I I agree with her about can't we all just like win? Can't we all just can we can we do away with this because they're so good they're so hard to pick. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my my number one's Jamie Lee Curtis and number two is Carrie Condon right now. Matt is all over the place with this one. He uh was kind of with with us. He gave me a little bit a little bit more notes on this one. Um, he he picked Hong Chow. He, oh yeah, he he thought that uh, interesting. Which I, I don't bold bold <laughs> yes a hot take. I think <laughs> that is, is, is a hot take. What, what the kids say. Uh, I would I would again not be surprised, not be disappointed in any way, shape, or form. I just don't know if she has enough steam behind her. I don't know if she has enough support with, ev- with next to everybody else. Well, you know, because of the tight race, like all the other four, I feel like have a strong, yeah, some maybe stronger than others, but. You know, maybe the votes are that divided, whereas the Hong Chao backers like yeah. show up in force. Like, yeah, if it's split fairly evenly between the five, she could eke it out. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, I, I can see yeah. a path oh. for it. Um, Who knows? I think. Uh, I think from his notes, I'm not 100 percent sure because he put uh, uh, Angela Bassett. Uh, a win would be annoying, and Jamie Lee Curtis better not win over Stephanie Shu. So I'm not sure who his alt <laughs> is on that one. I yeah I do um, I do agree with that I think that if one of them from everything everywhere wins yeah. it like sh- it Perf- should be Stephanie Shu I agree performance wise absolutely absolutely um so then supporting actor I don't know I don't know I'm I'm if if it's not the front runner who it's been the entire time who I'm who I'm upset that he didn't doesn't have a clear sweep. <laughs> Very upset with the BAFTAs for this. Uh, loved Barry Keoghan's uh, performance. Um, Are we going to list all the nominees? Oh, I did totally come 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go ahead, please, because I totally forgot. Okay. So actor in a supporting role. We have Brennan Gleeson in The Banshees of Inishirn, Brian Tyree Henry in Causeway, Judd Hirsch in The Fablemans, Barry Keoghan in The Banshees of Inishirin, and Kihui Kwan in Everything Everywhere. I don't know, man. It like... Like, it's pretty uh, clear for me. I don't even know if my number... T- everyone else is lumped in as number two. Do we, Yeah, do we even need to discuss this? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, like, it's Kiyu Kwan. It, it, hands down. Absolutely. Um, I mean, he's won everything mm-hmm. just about. Except... You're men- you just mentioned the BAFTA. BAFTAs. Shame on you. Shame on you, because that would have been a great story for a sweep. <laughs> Which, yeah. Not to knock Barry Keoghan's performance at all, because God damn it, was he... I totally agree. It was amazing. <sighs> amazing. It was phenomenal. It made me fall in love with him. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is Keoghan's yep. to lose. Yep. Um, and I don't... And that, I, that's not going to happen. I, exactly. There's there's no way. There's just... I don't, I don't think... I don't see a, a, a logical path that anybody else Mm-mm. takes it over him. No, his so. his performance, his story, his humility. Yep. Just all of it is undeniable. Like they cannot deny him this. No. It's not no. gonna happen. I, I agree. And 100%. I'm very excited about it. So same. Um because I'm gonna force you to it, because I did I held myself to the same standard. If you had to pick an alt, who would you pick? Barry. Okay. That's what I, I mean, had to. That's what I had to. He won the BAFTA, yep. so I'm guessing. So he has gained a little bit of steam. Yes, like he yes. has some support, but um, that that category is another threefer. So um, we are all in agreement on that. And nice. Now we have come to the moment we've all been waiting for. What is up with Andrea Riseborough? What's going on with that campaign? Does she have a chance? Um, 
This is actress in a leading role. This is the category. We got Kate Blanchett for Tar. Got Anna de Armas for Blonde. Andrea Riseborough for Two Leslie. Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. Should not have been a leading category. category but, um, and Michelle Yeoh for everything. Yeah, no, I don't actually believe that Michelle Williams is category fraud. Um, I, 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 I think, think it makes more fraud, sense but... in the other, in supporting role, but yeah. um, here we are. Would have shake, shaken up that category even more. Exactly. Well, or less, maybe. Or, well, she'd yeah. be the leader. I, w- I would say exactly. If, if she was in supporting, I think she would be my top. 100%. Yeah. Agreed. But because she's in leading, she, I, I, I could see her possibly squeaking it out, but not. not a... So yeah, the whole back to the whole Andrea Riseborough thing. I don't see her having a real shot here. Um, I think it was a surprise nomination to a lot, probably even within the Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. I think there's been too much drama there. Too much. Yeah, yeah. too much going on there. I would um, I would venture to agree with you. I just wonder if. All of that attention is enough to put her on enough ballots just because I think the surprise alone might have the original. I think the intention behind it, mm-hmm. I think, could have. Mm-hmm. I think the negative reaction that has happened is a negative thing for her. I think that has weird. A negative reaction is a negative. <laughs> Oh yeah, sorry. No, you're um, a yeah, real, the, the real deep presses. analysis there. I know <laughs> these answers you. I'm taking for. Yes, I am never being invited back to the pod. Um, no, I I think that's had. My guess is that's had a, a negative effect on a lot of the academy members. I think you're right because um, if she wins over anybody else, I think that's all anybody would talk about. It there'd be an asterisk. Um, mm-hmm. but she gives. I don't know if you've had a chance to to watch it. Mm-mm. I did. I rented it because I was desperate. Right, and I didn't want to wait and chance that I was getting too close uh, for it to come out and for me to see it in theater. But it is her performance is astounding. Well, I was gonna say she has been around for a while. She mm-hmm. is a very highly regarded actress. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not super popular, well known outside of the industry. Part of because she is so talented at just really sinking into a role and becoming another person. Yeah, but she is a phenomenal actress, and I don't. Like, aside from, like, the scandal, the drama, whatever, aside, like, she is very good, and obviously I haven't seen the movie, but from what I've heard, it was a brilliant performance that deserves to be recognized. Like, I am not taking that away. Absolutely. I'm glad that she was recognized. I'm glad that she's nominated. 100%. I just don't think that she or anybody else has enough to go up against Kate Blanchett. I just don't. Um, I'm, I, I would, my personal pick... It's a it's a coin flip. I love both of them, uh, Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh. But if anybody's going to dethrone Tar, it it's going to be Michelle Yeoh. Um, so that one, I I don't know. That one might be another one I flip flop on on Oscar night right before. But it's I think it's just it's too hard. She uh, Kate Blanchett has too much steam. So you have number one, Kate Blanchett. Yes. Okay. Yep. And uh, yeah, Michelle Yeoh is as number two. Yeah. Nope. T- totally right there with you as far as the top two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a race between those two. I have Michelle Yeoh as my number one. Interesting. Um, Interesting. I-, I think being just, I mean, her her acceptance speeches so far have just been incredible. Mm-hmm. I think that's really encouraged folks to vote for her. Um, that's gone in her favor. Um I think just the whole story with her, she would be the first 
um, Asian woman to win this category. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's huge. I think while I think there's a, there's something to be said for Kate and her getting her third Oscar mm-hmm. would just cement her as, you know, a heavyweight in, in the industry. Yep. Um, yep. I mean, not that she's not already, but, and, and I was, yeah, I was just about to say that like her work already shows that she is one of the best actresses to have ever lived in my mind. Absolutely. She's amazing. Just Absolutely. ask my husband. He knows I love her. <laughs> um, but she has All won bad. two Oscars, you know, she has had the accolades and yeah. gotten the recognition. Right. So and, is this a chance for the Academy to spread the wealth a little bit or are they going to double down and go, you know what? No. She deserves it because of, you know, she is that powerhouse. Yeah. I think it could go. I and, think that, that's an argument both for and, and against her. And even that, like the, the quality of the performance, that's so subjective sometimes. Like we're talking about an art form here. Yep. Yep. And so it is subjective. Um, Kate and Michelle's performances were both incredible in different ways. But yes. I think Michelle Yeoh, like... I don't think you could say anything negative about her performance. You can't take anything away. Like if she wins it, it will be based on her, her ability as an actor. Um, and maybe not and you, just for you. this role, but oh, for sure. I, I think, you know, and, and I'm not saying that she deserves it. She should because have because of a lifetime, yeah. but yeah, absolutely. She should have already been, she should have been already nominated and won. Yeah. Like multiple times yeah. already. Um, it's, it's yeah. It's disgusting that it hasn't, that she hasn't been. And uh, I'm glad that we are, coming around to inclusion like like I, we touched on or much much earlier uh that we have a long ways to go as far as inclusion and and getting everybody involved and and really representing uh what what this art form has to bring across the world and not just in you know on that note can i say who should win this sure category sure Dan- danielle deadweiler obviously um, I mean, I don't know. I honestly thought her performance wasn't as good, in oh my opinion, gosh. as everybody else. But I not to just take away think from it, it is a crime that she's not nominated here. I agree. And so, I mean, we can bring who up would, the whole. Who would you knock out of the of the five? I mean, the obvious is Andrea Riseborough. Oh, I mean, that's the whole thing that she took <laughs> either. Yeah, uh, Danielle Deadweiler or Viola right. Davis's spot, which right. I don't. I don't think that's fair to say. I don't I, think that's fair to her, to I, Andrea Riseborough, to say. Agree. But I mean, yes, probably that's what happened. Um, but yeah, it's just a crime that Danielle Deadweiler, especially, was she, not nominated. She, she should have absolutely, at the very least, been nominated. Absolutely, hundred percent agree. Yeah. Um, Matt has Kate Blanchett as as leading. Um, I assume from our discussions, his alt would be Michelle Yeoh. Um, but that's just uh, me assuming and projecting. So nice. Uh, gonna take actor. Yeah, so next up, we'll do actor in a leading role. We have Austin Butler in Elvis, Colin Farrell in The Banshees of Inishirin, Brendan Fraser in The Whale, Paul Mescal in After Sun, and Bill Nye in Living. Fantastic performances uh, across the board. Gosh, I'm embarrassed to say I've only seen three of these. See, and yeah. this is the, in previous years. I'm like, all right, if I could just, if I can see all the picture nominees, if I can see all the act, leading actor and leading actress nominees, those three categories are the juggernauts, and also usually bleed into a lot right. of the other ones. Right. Shame or shame. I know. Shame, 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 shame. After Sun and Living, I haven't seen either one, and they have both been on my list, and I just haven't made it happen. Um. So you, you can wait till after the after the ceremony. I promise. I don't. I, I don't think either of them have a real shot at it. Um, probably not. As as 
good as Bill Nye is and, and as, as fun as Paul Mescal is in, in After Sun. Eh. Compared. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You just said eh to two Academy Award nominees. Nominees, exactly. I can uh, do that from where I'm sitting because I'm nowhere near Paul, that Bill, talent. if you're listening, I apologize <laughs> on Brandon's behalf. <laughs> no, no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I, I, you apologize on the podcast behalf. <laughs> yeah but no i agree i i don't i don't think they would be considered um front runners definitely yep. or um competitive right in this category right. i'm i'm uh, sorry go ahead i was just gonna say yeah the other three are kind of who i'm looking at mm-hmm. um as far as who's who's gonna win this category um my my top two oh gosh um i think i'm gonna go Austin Butler, number one. Colin Farrell, number two. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yep. I would love to see Colin win. I thought... I would, too. I he's my he's... heart choice. Austin <laughs> Butler is my head choice. Um, Austin Butler has won a whole lot yep. up yep. till now. So is Brendan Fraser. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just... I don't know that the support is there for that film in general. Um, Unfortunately, it's not. It's It really is Fraser carrying the entire... The enormity of... of that film mm-hmm. um so yeah back to my comparison or alignment between an acting and a makeup and hairstyling yep yep here's like, where it I, could I come think, into play i think austin butler will win this category and bring along hairstyle and makeup yeah uh, but colin farrell he i like i have heard that insiders are hearing a lot of academy members so i've i heard that he heard that she heard <laughs> um but that a lot of people are throwing out Colin Farrell's name. And really? that he, you know, he's a veteran mm. in the industry, mm-hmm. been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Has a great story, comeback story and, on his own as well. And very highly regarded, I mm-hmm. think. And so I, I think people could see this as a time to really give him, you know, what, what he's doing, just kind of honor his, his, uh, his performance and yeah. just all the things that he's done. Yeah. Um, and I think that would be amazing. And I, it just, his role in Banshees is just incredible. So good. It is so good. So good. It's so well performed. So well, it's just his character has so many dimensions throughout the film, and and he, he just, plays them perfectly. Like yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't see Colin Farrell playing this role. I see Patrick. Like mm-hmm. I don't. I like he just and and part of that is you know has to do with the script, and part of it has to do with the location and and the supporting cast, and that's why. Banshees has so many nominations. Right. And it's just so sad that Banshees isn't being rewarded for it with, you know, with, with the wins, um, because it truly is an astonishing work of art. I think it's, it's, well, who knows? Come, come Oscar night. It could sweep. It, yeah. I, <laughs> that would be insane. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't happen. think so, but, uh, pretty, pretty amazing. Um, I have, and this is a toss-up too with those three. It really is. It um, is. Like I said, I would love to see Farrell win. I think I don't think he has a chance because uh, Butler and, and Fraser have been doing so well. Um, but I'm gonna go Fraser for the whale, and Butler is my alt. Mm-hmm. Again, that that one also I don't I could feel see that super happening. confident in that either. Um, but yeah, just Fraser's Fraser's story and it, dude talking narratives as well. You know that's that comes into play as well that that it is his comeback it is you know in such a powerful way and mm-hmm. he's so he is so beloved in in not just the film uh community but across the world you know and and audiences are that would it talk about talk about uh uh 
pre-planning your wins, that would be a really good story for the Academy um, because it would it would give a lot of people, I don't know, smiles, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, and uh, and Matt has uh, Fraser uh, as well as as taking the top spot. So yeah, all right, top two, the director uh, Martin Mc- uh, the nominees uh, for best director uh, Martin McDonough for the Banshees of Inisherin, Daniel Kwan, Daniel Scheinert for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans. Todd Field for Tar and Ruben Ostland for Triangle of Sadness. Um, again, we we could talk quite quite at length. I think about all of these. Um, we're starting to to run a little long long on time. Um, I I am trying to keep an eye on that. Sorry, Matt. Um, Mark McDonough is just is so good. Daniel Kwan, Daniel Scheinert. I don't think they. I think that they have proven that they are going to win because they have just swept. They have they have just not stopped winning across the board, um, except at the BAFTAs. But uh, yeah, Spielberg, it I, I just don't see him. He, he, if he couldn't win at the DGA um, or at the PGA, like I just it, it it's just not in it for him this year. Um, Todd Field would be a great win, and Ruben Austin would be a great win. But I think that they're just two outsiders, two outside of the. Mm-hmm. Uh, Academy's uh, circle jerk. I mean, uh, Academy's. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, and, very yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, so I'm going, I'm going. Uh, Dan- the Daniels for everything, and my alt would be Todd Field. Okay, nice. I would not be surprised to see Martin McDonough win as well. So that was kind of my my um, two and three were a coin flip between Todd Field and Martin McDonough. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. I have the same at the top. The Daniels. At number one, mm-hmm. I think they've just been winning everything mm-hmm. recently, and I, I would be shocked if they didn't win. I think, yeah, um, I think you're right. And but I have Spielberg as my number two. All right. All I, right. I mean, he is beloved. He, this film was well done. I don't know that it it's an exciting film that people are excited about it, but uh, it's a well done film. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he hasn't been awarded in quite a while, and so I, I just. Okay. I think just okay. people love him, and that will count for something. Yeah, it will count um, for something. So if there's an upset, I think it'll be him. Interesting. All right, all right. Um, so I think that leads us to the best picture. Oh, gosh. Uh-huh. I think, honestly, I think this might be one of the easiest categories. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I think the harder time for me was picking, like, two, three, and four. I really do. Yeah, so um, best picture category, there's All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking to round out the 10. The 10. And again, they're all they're all fantastic. Um, I, I'm very proud that uh, this podcast has had covered... Almost all ten of these that we I think it was eight um, at the time of of nominations. Um, so congrats! I'm going to pat pat ourselves on the back. Thanks, Matt, for uh, seeing a bunch of great movies uh, and and talking about them with me throughout the year. Um, I, I go go listen to all those conversations to to really uh, know how we feel about them. But uh, I think, like you said, there's there's one clear front runner. Yeah, and that's so give give me your give me your alt. Give me your number two okay. first. Yeah. Uh, oh gosh mm-hmm. um let me look let's build it up a little bit oh i think probably oh gosh 
This is hard, actually. I hadn't <laughs> I, thought about this. I had my number one clear in my head. And I was like, oh, crap. Throw a curveball at you. Well, while you think, uh, um, I, my, my, I, oh, you, you, you think you got it? Yeah. Right, Sorry, I don't want to push it off on you. You asked me first. So <laughs> That's I'll it, just, I'll make a, I'll say Top Gun Maverick, my number two. Wow. Banshees of Inishirin, in- in- my number three. Okay. And Tar, my number four. Okay. Wow. You went, you went with the, the hot take as, as the upset. I think if there's going to be an upset, it's going to be Top Gun. Interesting. Because they saved the movie industry. <laughs> According to Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, honestly, again, wouldn't be shocked. I'd be disappointed. I'd be very... <laughs> so it, it's an entertaining film. Uh, in my opinion, it just doesn't hold a candle to the other nine. Um, that's not yeah. true. That's that's my number five. <laughs> that's, that's middle of the road. It's, it's, um, it's very well... Technically well done. It's very... Um, sound in what it's trying to do uh and it's not uh it's not super pretentious but uh i would i'm i'm going my number my number i guess three would be tar my number two would be the banshees of inisherin and my number one pick which i think is your number one pick as well everything everything everywhere everywhere, all all at once once. (laughs) yeah Uh, no we did not plan that it just kind of happened sorry uh (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it is the steam that that has picked up yeah. has just been incredible. And like we, I remember earlier in the year, like even like having conversations with you about like, okay, the question, like, because everyone loved it when it came out earlier in the year. Yeah. But it came out so long ago. The question was, could it keep the steam? Like, would right. it still be relevant at this point in time when it needed to be? And it has just exploded. A resounding like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's it's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, it is, I mean, hands down the front runner, mm-hmm. which is really interesting because it doesn't feel like a front runner. Not it at all. It still feels like an underdog. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, even which though it leads crazy. the nominations with 11. Yeah. Even though it's been doing so well across everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and so I think that's just yet another benefit to it. So yeah. it gets the front runner like yeah. positives, but it gets the underdog positives as exactly. well. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I, I genuinely think that, um, th- that the Academy wants to see that cast and, and crew and production on stage giving their thanks at the very end of the night. I think that that is just, it's the best story. It's the best, right? It's the weirdest. It, it, I think, and I think if it does win, which which uh, Matt also uh, has picked everything, um, I think as we're all kind of expecting this to happen, I think it's it might signal that there's a new wave, maybe a new era for movie making and for films, and they don't all have to be, you know, an Avatar or a Top Gun or you yeah. know a Tar, right? Or 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 a Women Talking because yeah. in years prior, I think I think Tar, Women Talking, and Banshees would be the top three hands down because they're more artsy right they're they're yeah. about social issues that uh are very you I, know. I think really the real message that we're sending with this is that it's okay to have a fight with a butt plug <laughs> that's the takeaway <laughs> <laughs> i yeah i mean yeah there were a lot of weird parts like hot dog fingers like yes. there's all sorts of weird yeah. things mm-hmm. um but the movie was just beautiful mm-hmm. in every sense of the word yep. um just the the messages that it communicated the acting the performances the, oh yeah i mean just all around it just was done so well and so purposeful yep and it did a lot just so s- simply but 
in a very complex way. Like it, yeah. it took the complex and like boiled it down to these very simple like ideas and yeah. it just did it so well. Yeah. Um, I mean, Matt and I uh, talked about it on that, on that episode when we covered everything. Cause after I walked out of the theater, I did the first day I was, I, I text Matt, but we're, we're, this is the next episode. Like there's no way we're not talking about this. And I, th- and I said all the way, I'd, almost a year ago, uh, back then that this one, this one explains time, tra- not, uh, uh, universe jumping and, and, uh, and the multiverse in a way that didn't make you feel dumb for not knowing about it or not, you know, yeah. it, it, immersed you in in such a way that it was so inviting and so and like you said that just the message and the heart mm-hmm. and the humor and then on and, and how it can spin on a dime and just rip that heart right out of you uh it, it's yeah i can't oh, tell you how so many good. times i've had conversations with people and been talking about everything everywhere and like mentioned like the multiverse and they're like oh i didn't know it was an mcu movie <laughs> and i'm like oh honey oh oh, oh honey, honey. <laughs> uh that's cute um but uh yeah yeah i totally agree that it's it was just phenomenal um and i think it is it's deserving of all the attention and recognition that it's getting absolutely hands down so Um, excited for it to to win on oscar night very much so very Um, much so so um yeah so that's uh gonna wrap up our long-winded um Oscar prediction show. Uh, thanks so much for sticking around. Um, I want to thank Matt for editing. Ryan, I want to give a huge thank you for for coming and, and talking with me. You bet. Um, and again, for hosting the party, I want to thank uh, so many, so many other people and participants, and of course our fans. And and um, I, and, and this one's for you. And and my and just thank you. 